0: This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN.
1: Welcome back to Watkins Glen International. top side with Barney Hall and Joe Moore. Driver introduction already underway. Let's hear from our pole sitter. Winston Kelly is with
2: Carl Edwards. Well, a lot of people may have been surprised to see Carl Edwards on the pole. He's been here five times, all but one of them in the top ten. So you've run well here, but not qualified as well. Two questions. Did, were you surprised at the pole? And is a win in the cards today?
3: I, I was surprised at the pole when Bob told me... Uh, you know, I got done with the lap in the Aff like Fusion. I was I was driving down here in turn one, Bob said P one. And I thought I misunderstood him. And he said P one, baby. And I thought, all right, that uh it did feel good, you know, but um I did, I just didn't uh, didn't expect that. And it uh it's a team effort though. You know, our our teams have all been working well together. Greg Biffle got that win last week, he was uh P one in practice. We leaned on him and now I just uh, hope I can stay up here and race with these guys all day and I i we finished very well here, but I'm used to um, you know dogfighting back there in the back, trying to uh, to get position. I'll, I'll be excited to run with the front at
2: position one and pit stall one, which means a lot here. Carl Edwards goes off from the pole. Another guy who's been hot this year is with Alex Hayden.
4: And that's Jamie McMurray Winston. He's the Daytona 500 champion, the Brickyard 400 champion. We'll lean in here and grab a word with Big Mac. He's carrying the McDonald's colors this weekend, rolling from the outside of the front row for Jamie McMurray, having a word with Kurt Busch right now as they discuss what's going to happen going off into turn number one here at the drop of the green flag. Outside pole to start today's race. All those years in karting, running road races, paid off for you uh, how good is this race car today and did it surprise you to put this on the outside front row
3: uh well i wouldn't say surprise I, I knew that you know we were only a couple of tenths off in practice from what the fast time was and uh you know there's so many opportunities to either make it better or worse here that i didn't ever feel like i really put it all together so had, uh, had just a really good lap which is which was good for our starting position um, but there's certainly four or five guys in this field that are, are really fast Um, Juan and and Marcus and and Tony Stewart has an incredible record here. So we'll just try to find a good place to ride here and and save our brakes. It it seems like brakes are always an issue here, so I'm going to be really conscious of that today. Jamie McMurray
4: starts second today, his teammate, and one of the guys Jamie said he's got to watch out for. Standing beside our Tony Rizzuti.
5: Yeah, starting third, Juan Pablo Montoya. Very good qualifying run, very good in practice. Juan, you said after qualifying that really, despite the win at Sonoma, this track has been better for you. What is the difference between the two tracks, and can you get that bookend victory today at Watkins Glen?
6: We'll see. You know, we got a it's target shape. has been really good. I think as a team, we've done a really good job all weekend. And it's exciting. You know, we. it's a lot faster race track. It's a little more exciting, a little for my taste, so it should be fun. The Earnhardt Ganassi cars didn't feel like they were
5: fast enough at Infineon, made some changes. Juan Pablo's been fast all weekend. Look for him to be a factor in the victory here this afternoon.
7: Let's get a quick word with Jeff Gordon. Let's go down to Winston Kelly.
2: Uh, one of the guys who's had a whole lot of success here thought win number 83 was going to come last week and he had a great run at Pocono uh Jeff honestly you weren't that good in practice on Friday and you guys were thrashing at it and made some improvements in qualifying talk about what you've been through this weekend and how good the race car is
3: you're being too kind Winston (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah we definitely uh struggled on Friday but that's you know that's what makes a great team is, is a team that never gives up and you know Pulls together and and
4: utilizes all the resources to, uh, to, to to find what we're missing. And I felt like qualifying, we had a much better race car than actually what we qualified with. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what we have here today. So, um, you know, hats off to Steve and, and everybody at Hendrick Motorsports, as uh, as well as even our relationship with Stuart Haas. And I think our DuPont Chevrolet is going to be pretty good. I'm actually uh, excited and anxious to get this race started to see what we do have. I, I, I'm. I feel like we've got something that can go forward at least. He's got a
2: lot to be excited about here in this race car. Got Scott Pruitt standing by. And it should be a pretty big week uh, in the Gordon household. Ingrid set to deliver any time now. Let's swing it up to Alex Hayes.
4: Marcus Ambrose, the guy who's won three in a row in the NASCAR Nationwide Series, getting some sponsor photos made down here on the grid. We'll ease in here and grab Marcus right now. But two years ago, a third place here in the Sprint Cup car. Last year, a second place. Well, a, numer- a numerals say you gotta you got to go to first place today. So what about this race car? Did you guys get it the way you needed it to get? to the front of the field
5: I don't believe those statistics you know it uh means nothing about what happened last year it's all about today and we had a great day yesterday winning in the nationwide series race but we know today's going to be a lot tougher the
4: field's stiff we've got a lot of great talents out here and um, I just want to hang on and hopefully look after my stuff and be there for that last 20 lap sprint a lot of people want to get on your back bumper and just follow you in the early going to find out where you're so good so where are you so good here at Watkins Glen I wish I knew. Uh, you know, I'd just put my head down and start gnawing on that steering wheel and try
5: and, try and break away from the pack. But uh, we're, we're starting a bit deeper through the field than what we really wanted to. Disappointed with our qualifying performance, so fingers crossed um, our car's going to be handling okay. We can pass a few cars early on here and settle into the race and, and hopefully let it come our way.
4: Marcus Ambrose ready to race today here at Watkins Glen. He was third two years ago, second last year. He's looking for victory today. He has to do it from the 11th starting spot. Winston Kelly.
2: A.J. Allmendinger should be one of those contenders. He's finished 11th and 13th in the two times he's been here, but never started up this far. So how much is the advantage is that going to help you to possibly make that first vic- trip to victory lane here in the Sprint Cup Series?
3: Man, well, we hope so. We, uh... The Insignia Best Buy Ford's been really good all weekend. It it felt pretty good in race trim, and I was really happy with that qualifying lap. So, you know, track
4: position is is really key here. But there's so much that goes into this strategy of of fuel and when the yellow falls. But uh, starting up front is going to help, and hopefully uh, at the end of the day, we're still here.
2: A.J. Amendinger starts fourth, hopes to keep it up there, maybe even a few positions up. And let's go to Alex
4: Hayden. Tony Stewart has visited Gatorade Victory Lane here at Watkins Glen five different times. He's looking to make it six here at the Glen. We'll ease in here and grab a word with Tony Stewart. And uh, Smoke, as far as as far as the day goes out here, going for six here at the Glen. Like Pocono last week, you have to give up a little of one section to, to gain it another. At a road course, do you have to do the same type of thing? And if so, where at?
6: Uh, sometimes, you know, it's hard to get, them, get the car perfect in every corner. So, uh, you know, at some point you're probably
3: going to have to give up a corner here or there. But it's uh, it's figuring out how to do it for 90 laps. That's a big thing.
4: Tony Stewart ready to race here at Watkins Glen. He'll start today in the sixth starting spot to Tony Rizzuti. And walking
5: down the grid looking for the driver who drives the Red Bull Toyota, one of those road, wrestling, road racing specialists, easy for me to say, but he's been in cup now for a while, Scott Speed scott there was a time when the road course guys could come in here and really dominate how are those
3: days over uh, i think certainly the the whole championship itself has gotten a lot more competitive to where that's not the case um, but as well you got two different kind of road racers. you got you know sedan road racers like ambrose and you got you know Juan and i are road racers but kind of in a different little different area different niche
5: so many different things at a road course that's kind of out of your hands what are you concerned about most today
3: I think the most important thing is to to not make any big mistakes and to stay on the track and keep the fenders on. It's much like a short track, you know. It, you know, to get by people, normally got to kind of move them out of the way, and there's a lot of bumping and grinding going on out there. So if the car's all together and running at the end of the race, you're going to have a good race.
5: Scott Speed in that Red Bull Camry. He'll roll off eighth here today. Now over to Winston Kelly.
2: One of the guys that checked off something on his to-do list earlier this year was Jimmy Johnson as he took it to victory lane at Infineon. But one of the few tracks that he's not yet won on here, your assessment of being able to go back-to-back on the road courses in 2010, Jimmy?
6: Well, we want to believe that we can do it. Um, practice didn't go like we wanted in race trim, although we made a lot of progress from when the track opened to where, it, where we finished up there. Got a good qualifying lap. Um, you know, the chances are there. We, we're not as optimistic as we were in Sonoma, but uh, it's a long race. A lot can happen. Strategy is going to be a big part of it, and I do think that we made the car better since we are on track last. That's the thoughts of Jimmy
2: Johnson. He's set to roll off ninth here this afternoon.
7: Everybody getting ready to go, and th- this will be a very important race. And Joe, a lot of the guys talk about, uh, as far as the chase, <coughs> that the the uh, unknowns will be at Talladega in a place like Bristol, but I feel like it's right here. Yeah, I think so, too, and a lot of the drivers, I believe, look at this as an opportunity to, to either gain a
1: lot of ground or maybe lose a lot of ground, yep. same as you look at Talladega because so Exxon can uh, happen in the running of a race here at Watkins Glen International. Let's go trackside again. To Alex Hayden.
4: And Kurt Busch standing alongside the Miller Lite Dodge, just kind of hanging out waiting for this thing to start. He did a little stretching and, and uh, ready to go. loose limber, ready to get the pre-race ceremonies underway. So Kurt, as far as this car goes, did you guys get the setup the way it needs to be to go to victory lane today?
5: We feel like we have it. Uh, it's just a matter of things falling into place. We've got to be smart early on and on restarts, that's where trouble can happen real easy. And then
4: uh, we wait till um, the latter part of the race and the last time that we pit is the most important time going to be fun to watch the strategy play out. Kurt Bush Steve Addington, the crew chief, they have got a strategy in mind and believe me nobody's really saying much of anything about exactly what the strategy is.
7: I think one of the reasons that they're not saying is because half the teams down there probably have a deal but they're not sure uh, depending on how the caution falls and everything else, maybe an accident or whatever, can change everybody's strategy. Th- that's the deal here. Most racetracks, there's only one or two or maybe three or four guys that have got a strategy, but when you come to a road course like this, everybody's got a plan. Plus, nobody
1: wants anybody else to hear what their plan is, so they don't want to release anything like that because they do have members of the team that monitor our broadcast and know that uh, they're going to hear what other guys are saying down there. They'll keep it kind of close to the vest, what they're going to try to do, because... Over the years, look at all the times. Certain teams have tried real innovative plans and strategy, hoping maybe they'd sneak one out, maybe uh, roll the dice, take a chance, and if the race comes to them, you know, have a chance to pull off a, a, an unexpected win.
5: Let's check in with Tony Rizzotti. And Elliot Sadler standing outside his Hunt Brothers pizza machine. Elliot, when we last saw you, you, were coming from the care center, so I know it was a long week for you. I gotta assume you're excited to get back in this cockpit.
2: Oh, big times! I, uh, you know, I really like this race track, and I'm glad we do a road course a couple times a year. And I got a lot of people here from Hunt Brothers Pizza, so we want to have a good run today. But uh, it's been a good week. Um, you know, I was a little sore Monday and Tuesday, but after that, uh, everything's been good. Man, doctor's been treating me good, and did a little physical therapy. But I feel great, no soreness at all since I've been here. And man, just ready to get back in the car.
5: Elliot Sadler, ready to go today at the Glen.
1: And uh, that's amazing after seeing that hard hit he took last week at Pocono Raceway. Once again, it says a lot about the safety. NASCAR has made these teams build into the race cars.
0: care to home and auto repair do it with Craftsman. find the tools equipment and storage you need at your local lowes ace hardware or craftsman.com
8: the nascar season is here and toyota racing is looking for clashers did you clash at the coliseum with your favorite toyota drivers clashing with the hoa who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn or maybe your tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing.
0: Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.
1: Back here at Watkins Glen International getting ready for the start of the 22nd race of the 2010 season on a spectacular day. Barney, this can't say enough about the beautiful weather here in
7: upstate New York. Yeah, this is absolutely gorgeous weather. You can see probably 40 or 50 miles out on the horizon. There is nil chance of any kind of rain or precipitation here this afternoon, which that makes it a lot easier for everybody. If there is a possibility of the rain, the crews down there have to make uh, change of plans a lot of times. Uh-huh. and just to, to come to a racetrack with the day's like today, man, I just want to go sit in the grandstand and watch. So and I'll, I'll see you later.
1: I was getting ready to say a lot of people have done just that. These grandstands here on the front straightaway just about packed full. There's grandstands that run down turn one towards turn two up into the S's. They're just about filled up. The infield is just about packed with campers. A huge crowd has turned out here this weekend to watch the hell of a good sour cream dips at the Glen. And I think the weather probably has a lot to do with the fact they all came out in big numbers to watch today's race. Drivers have strapped into their cars already. They're standing by on pit road. Cars are lined up, getting set to roll for a total of 90 laps, making up 220.5 miles here today at Watkins Glen International. And
2: now, with the most famous words in motorsports, here's your Grand Marshal,
9: Senior Vice President of Operations Hell of a Good, Scott Blake. On behalf of Hell of a Good and all of its employees, drivers, start your engines!
5: time now for the starting lineup for today's hell of a good sour
1: cream dips at the glen brought to you by wrangler for unbeatable comfort and value you can count on wrangler jeans company row 22
3: david gilliland riverside california ford fusion row 21 Kevin Conway, Lynchburg, Virginia, extends Ford. Travis Wappel, Janesville, Wisconsin, Long John Silvers, Ford. Row 20.
0: Dillon Jr., Mooresville, North Carolina. Amp Energy, National Guard, Chevrolet. PJ Jones, Torrance, California, Toyota. Row
9: 19.
0: Elliot
2: Sattler, Emporia, Virginia, Hunt Brothers Pizza, Ford.
5: Joe Nemechek, Lakeland,
3: Florida, Toyota Camry. Row 18. Casey Kane, Enumclaw, Washington, Budweiser, Ford. David Reagan, Unadella, Georgia, UPS, Ford.
5: Row 17.
3: Clint Boyer, Emporia, Kansas, Cheerios, Hamburger Helper, Chevrolet. Andy Lally, Northport, New York, TaxSlayer.com, TRG Motorsports, Chevrolet.
8: Row
1: 16. Brad Keselowski, Rochester Hills, Michigan. Penske Dodge Charger. Matt Kensa, Cambridge, Wisconsin. Crown Royal Ford. Row 15.
5: David Ritterman, Zephyr Florida. Aaron Dreamy Machine, Toyota Cameron.
1: Bobby Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas.
3: Chevrolet. Row 14. Max Pappas, Morrisville, North Carolina. Geico, Toyota. Regan Smith, Cato, New York. Furniture Row, Chevrolet.
7: Row 13.
3: Mike McDowell from Glendale, Arizona, Prism Motorsports Toyota.
1: Martin Truex Jr. Mayetta,
3: New Jersey, NAPA
6: Auto Parts Toyota. Row twelve. Mark Martin, Batesville, Arkansas, GoDaddy.com Chevrolet. Paul Menard, Eau Claire, Wisconsin,
9: Menards Ford Fusion.
5: Row eleven.
4: Jeff Burton, South Boston, Virginia, Caterpillar,
3: Chevrolet.
8: Ron Fellows, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Chevy Impala. Row 10.
3: Kevin Harvick, Bakersfield, California, Shell, Pennzoil, Chevrolet. Ryan Newman, South Bend, Indiana, U.S. Army, Chevrolet. Row 9. Joey Legano, Middletown, Connecticut, Home Depot, Toyota. Patrick Garpanti, Las Vegas, Nevada.
4: Row 8. Jeff Gordon,
3: Charlotte, North Carolina, DuPont, Chevrolet.
6: Robbie Gordon, Orange, California, driving Monster
5: Energy, Toyota.
3: Row 7. Denny Hamlin, Chesterfield, Virginia, FedEx
5: Toyota.
7: Forrest Said, Carlsbad, California, Red Bull Toyota. Row 6.
5: Sam
3: Hornish Jr., Defiance, Ohio, one one Dodge. Marcus Ambrose, Tasmania, Australia. Little Debbie, Toyota.
5: And now, the top 10 starters.
6: Starting 10th.
3: Kyle Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada. M&M's, Camry.
6: Starting 9th. Jimmy Johnson, El Cajun, California, Lowe's Chevrolet. Starting
8: 8th. Scott Speed, Manteca, California, Red Bull Toyota. Starting 7th. Greg Biffle, Vancouver, Washington,
1: 3M Ford Fusion. Starting 6th. Tony Stewart, Columbus, Indiana, Old Spice, Office Depot, Chevrolet. Starting
5: 5th. Kurt Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada, Miller Lite, Dodge. Starting 4th. A.J. Olmdegar, San Jose, California, Best Buy, Ford. Starting third. Juan
6: Pablo Montoya, Bogotá, Colombia, Target, Chevy. Starting second.
3: Jamie McMurray, Joplin, Missouri, McDonald's, Chevrolet. And starting on the full. Carl Edwards, Columbia, Missouri, Aflac, Ford. That's the 43 starters for today's hell of
9: a
1: good sour cream dips at the Glen. Brought to you by Wrangler. For unbeatable comfort and value, you can count on Wrangler Jeans Company. Three drivers failed to make the field in pole qualifying here on Saturday morning. They were J.J. Yaley, Dave Blaney, and Tony Ave. The 43 starters now rolling from their position here on the pit lane, beginning the first of several pit laps. Pace laps, that is, before we start today's running of the hell of a good sour cream dips at the Glen. Motor Racing Network, glad to have you aboard for our coverage of the final road course event of the year. We raced at Sonoma earlier in this season. Most of the drivers, though, will tell you that that's totally different from this place. That's more of a, a short track of
7: road courses, if you will. And this is more a super speed wave. Yeah, Infineon is more a finesse race course is the way they put it out there. But here they just do a little bit of everything with the cars. The key, as we said a minute ago, is to keep the car on the racetrack. Anytime you see the dust boil up around one of these cars, chances are you've lost a couple of positions. One of the toughest places to
1: maneuver through is off turn two when you go up the hill into what we call the S's. And to cover the action for Motor Racing Network there this afternoon, Dave Moody from Barrie, Vermont. Thank you, Joe Moore. Good
9: afternoon, everybody, on an absolutely glorious midsummer afternoon here in the Finger Lakes region of New York. We'll cover the action today from turns one through four. Turn one is the the 90. 90 degree, hard right-hander, heavy braking at the end of the long front straightaway, and one of the best opportunities for overtaking on all of this course. The idea is to be hung right to the inside of the racetrack, outbreak the guy in front of you, pull alongside and take the spot away on the exit to the turn. Following turn one, there's a short straightaway followed by the section of the racetrack known as the S's. Turns two, three, and four. A right, left, right combination that leads uphill to the back straightaway. It is very, very tight no room for error very few multi-car incidents in this section of the racetrack not a lot of passing either if someone gets badly offline and opens the door for you you can make a pass coming up the hill other than that it's going to be very difficult indeed and again it's baby blue armco barrier in close quarters on both sides of this racetrack this is not a good place to get offline we'll cover all the action here from the top of a Fire Tower at the top of turn number four. Now let's go to the other end of the back straightaway and Kyle
8: Rickey of Killingley, Connecticut. All right, thank you very much, Dave. And good afternoon, everyone, from my broadcast tower at the end of that long back straightaway where a lot will unfold between here and off of turn four this afternoon. The back stretch is a high gear, high speed, 160 mile per hour run, but it does not last long. Just five or so seconds into that run, the drivers will shift their focus from the accelerator to the brake pedal to set up for the inner loop. A right-left, left-right combination of turns that will slow the cars to about 45 miles per hour and they'll downshift into second gear. It is also the section of the course that if navigated well consistently throughout the afternoon, could make a driver's day, but one mistake could ruin it in a hurry. Also to note, the sand traps that once set around the inner loop have been paved over, giving the drivers more of an opportunity to gather it back in if they get into trouble, and we saw that pavement used quite a bit in yesterday's NASCAR Nationwide Series race. Once out of the inner loop, the... The uh, cars will head back onto the accelerator, back out onto the backstretch, while upshifting into third gear to tackle turn number five, a long, sweeping downhill corner that will spill the cars onto another short straightaway and into the view of Byron Center,
0: Michigan's Jeff Striegel. Thank you, Kyle Ricky, and good afternoon, everybody. Six gear shifts and three quarters of a mile from turn five back to the start finish line, two 90-degree turns and two pretty good places to pass here. Now, on the short shoot, the drivers will go from second to fourth gear, then back to second, setting up for the left hand turn number six. Lots of brakes here as the drivers drive it in at speeds close to 160 miles per hour, and this is one of the best spots to overtake by trying to take away that inside line. Now the drivers are going to stay on and in second gear and work to and through the final turn at right hand turn number seven, and it's back up into fourth gear and out onto the front straightaway. This section of the racetrack, it's fast, it's narrow, and there is no room to make any kind of mistake as Dave Moody pointed out just a moment ago, same thing here is true. There is blue Armco barrier all the way around this racetrack. If you decide you want to meet it, it'll end your day in a hurry. We're set to go here at the Glen. I'll watch it unfold from my spot on top of the water tower just outside
7: of turn number six. Today's broadcast of the hell-of-a-good sour cream dips at the Glen is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Watkins Glen International to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of the Motor Racing Network is prohibited.
1: One car going to the rear for the start of today's race, Brad Keselowski, they performed an engine change on his Dodge, and he would have been starting this afternoon in the 32nd position. He'll go to the rear of the field for the. The start about to get the signal of one lap to go to get this race underway. Again, a seven-turn road course, a total distance of 2.45 miles around Watkins Glen, and we're doing it 90 times this afternoon for a total of 220.5 miles. Now let's get into that whole strategy deal on Pit Road. We talked about how different teams employ different ideas of how to make this race work towards them and work their way to possibly be there for a chance to win at the end of the race. Let's start kind of checking on some of those uh, strategies with Winston Kelly on Pit Road.
2: Well, Joe, the strategy is pretty much the same, but the numbers might be different. Like we talked about yesterday in the NASCAR Nationwide Series race, you take the the number of laps, 90, and then you back out the pit win and they work it backwards. We heard between 29 and 32, those guys said. 30, 31, 30 is the magical number. That means you can definitely make it on two stops coming in on lap 30 and again on lap 60. But it wouldn't be unusual if we saw guys come in somewhere between lap 4 and 8. If they are getting somewhere between 28, 29 laps on a tank of Sunoco fuel, then they'd have to pit at least three times. So it's going to be backing it up from the end of the race, and then that's when they're going to try to come down pit road. We also talked to some guys that just wouldn't tell us. Bob Osborne first said they could go 50. Then he grinned and said, maybe it's 20 or 25, and finally admitted. I'm just not going to tell you. You'll know when we come down pit road. So you're going to have some of that as well.
4: Alex? And Winston, one of the other things you're going to have to keep a close eye on down here, with the potential only two pit stops, that means just two chances to try to improve the handling of your race cars. So just very limited opportunities to get down to pit lane and get that taken care of. So the driver and crew chief communication has to be key. They have to figure out exactly what their cars are going to do because they may only come to pit road only two different times. Tony Rizzuti.
5: And we heard Dave Kyle and Jeff talk about the multiple shifts these guys make around this road course. Well, when they hit pit road, it'll be 42nd, 100 in first gear. The only time they'll use that gear all day, and pit road could be the place where this race is decided. The field just got the signal of one lap
1: to go, but Kyle Busch has moved down pit road. Winston Kelly? He's got a loose weight. They've got
2: weights on both sides of the car to meet NASCAR specifications on the balance of the race car, and it's on the right side. They've got a loose weight that's been moving around. They're trying to get that stable. Stabilized, set to
1: roll off 10th. He'll now be at the back of the field. Back at Watkins Glen, the field just about completing their final pace lap. They're coming to the green flag to get today's hell of a good sour cream dips at the Glen. Underway, It's going to be an interesting battle here today to see how everyone holds on. The patience sometimes will be tested in one of these races, kind of waiting to see who will uh, kind of sit there and wait for the opportunities to open up and the other guys who will try to make the opportunity. Sometimes that's when what we call pushing coming to shoving.
7: Well, I think the guys that are pretty well locked in, the the, uh, top 12 who will run for the championship, going to get out there and go for the win. But a lot of guys are going to have to think points whether they want to or not today.
1: Exactly, as we said, there's uh, five guys within 200 points of getting into the chase, five to go before the chase begins at New Hampshire, so every race gets more and more important for those guys who want to contend for the championship here in the 2010 season. Here comes the field now behind the pace car off turn number six into turn number seven. Carl Edwards and Jamie McMurray up front. Juan Pablo Montoya, A.J. Allmendinger on row two, Kurt Busch and Tony Stewart on row number three. The pace car now getting ready to hit the pit lane, Coming off turn number 7, the field coming to the start-finish line for the green flag and the start of a hell of a good sour cream dips at the Glen... And for the call,
7: MRN Radio's Barney Hall. Sprint Cup drivers will run their last road race of the season here today at Watkins Glen. Pace car behind the pit wall they come down to the line looking for the green flag it has not yet been displayed and now it has and we're underway. They race to turn one. Carl Edwards and Jamie McMurray up on that front row back in row two on Pablo Montoya and A.J. Allmendiger going to be critical to get everybody through there without somebody getting knocked off the course. Let's go to turn one. So
9: far so good and so far they are dead even coming up through turn number one now headed for
7: two. Inside is going to get the
9: break. Carl Edwards slide through to the lead. Now the battle will be among teammates for second. Jamie McMurray slides across the nose of Juan Pablo Montoya. That'll put McMurray second. Montoya to third. Then A.J. Allmendinger and Kurt Busch.
8: Front half of the field quickly gets single file off the S's and onto the back straight away for the first time. Now it's heavy on the brakes into the inner loop led by Carl Edwards. Jamie McMurray is there in second. Juan Pablo Montoya, A.J. Allmendinger and Kurt Busch. Top five all nose to tail as everybody is safe through the loop, this
0: first lap through turn number five and onto the short shoot. Here they come now. Carl Edwards for the first time out of second gear up to third and now fourth onto the short shoot headed back to turn number six for the first time. One car out of line and this is a battle for the lead. Jamie McMurray to the inside of Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards now off the track. He'll slide back on. He'll go to second. McMurray
1: will go for the race lead. McMurray okay. opened up the inside lane coming off turn number six. Got a really good run and now he leads as they come back to the line. Carl Edwards scrambles back to hold on to the second spot but another challenger there. Juan Pablo Montoya pulls up. He's working to the inside of Carl. This is the battle for second off turn one. Whole shot for Montoya to the inside.
9: Driver's right of turn number one. He'll move to the second spot. Door is open for A.J. Allmendinger. The Dinger will slide through for third. Carl Edwards from the pole position to fourth in about a lap and a third. Fifth now belongs to Greg Biffle. Kurt Busch dropping back to sixth followed by Tony Stewart.
8: And now the race is on for the second spot. A.J. Allmendinger Almendinger briefly stepping out of line on the back straightaway, looking to the inside of Juan Pablo Montoya, tucking back into line as they approach the inner loop, and as they battle for second, it has allowed Jamie McMurray to break away by about four car lengths over Juan Pablo Montoya. A.J. Almendinger, another look to
0: Montoya's inside off of turn number five. That's the battle for the second spot right now. Montoya has got it. A.J. Almendinger is right there. Another good battle. Greg Biffle has now gotten around Carl Edwards, so move Biffle up to fourth. McMurray. Right now with a 10-car length advantage over Juan Pablo Montoya. Two back
7: to A.J. Allmendinger. Jamie McMurray's had a kind of a strange year winning two of the biggest races and then other times finishing outside the top 30. But he's doing good the first couple of laps across the line. Back into turn number one. He's pulled away from Juan Pablo Montoya. By maybe five or six car lengths, hot scramble building up back there for third, fourth, and fifth down in turn two. Montoya feeling the heat from A.J. Allmendinger all over his back bumper as they exit turn
9: one and head for the right-hander in turn two. Then it's about six car lengths back to Greg Biffle. He's got a car length over the fifth-place machine. That's Carl Edwards. Two more back to Kurt Busch as they race to the top of the hill. Jamie McMurray continues to lengthen the lead.
8: It's all McDonald's red right now at the front of the field. The McDonald's Chevrolet for Jamie McMurray leading the point by. Five car lengths, but that battle for second continues to be the best among the race leaders. Almendinger continues to look high and low through the inner loop on Juan Pablo Montoya, trying to take that spot away. Very aggressive early on in the run. Looks again to the inside of the right-hand turn number five.
0: Has to tuck it back in the line. And he'll be looking for a good exit off turn number five. That may help propel him to that second spot, but Montoya too good there. He'll hold AJ at bay by a car length. Greg Biffle goes next. He's got two on Carl Edwards. Two more back to Kurt Busch.
1: Then comes Scott Speed with a good early run. Pretty good uh, racing going on there as Scott Speed tries to hold on to his position. Coming up off turn number seven. They'll settle down as the battling up front kind of goes away, but maybe not for long. For second place, A.J. Allmendinger starts closing in on Juan Pablo Montoya. He's less than a car length behind him as they leave turn one. Montoya slipped a little bit above the white line on exit of turn one, but not far
9: enough for Allmendinger to mount the challenge as they climb the hill. It continues to be Jamie McMurray by about five Five. Montoya by a car length or two over A.J. Allmendinger. Then Greg Biffle, Carl Edwards, Kurt Busch, and Scott Speed beginning to feel some heat from Tony Stewart.
8: Everybody getting into line, finding their rhythm early on here at Watkins Glen as the race for the lead tightens up just a bit. Juan Pablo Montoya gained a bunch of ground upon entry into the inner loop and gains even more at the exit. Into turn number five, Montoya is there all over the
0: back deck lid of race leader Jamie McMurray. Last time, by McMurray enjoyed about a 15-car Car length advantage over his teammate Juan Pablo Montoya. That's gone. In fact, it's down to just two. And under braking, Montoya closing even closer to the back end of that McDonald's Chevrolet. A.J. Allmendinger goes third. He's three. Car lengths back.
7: Field rolls out of turn number seven. Heads back down to the start-finish line. A lot of these guys uh, would like to keep this thing green at least through a 10 or 12 laps. They hate to see the caution come out before we've run 10 laps and kind of throw their strategy to the wind, so to speak. For the moment, Dave Moody, they're all uh, kind of showing each other quite a bit of respect.
9: They have so far, Barney, but the battle for the heat uh, for the lead, as Jeff Striegel said, is beginning to heat up. Jamie McMurray's advantage down to just a car length now. A.J. Allmendinger wants to join the party as well. He's only two more back as the top three have built up a bit of an edge now over the fourth place seen of Greg Biffle.
8: Montoya gained most of that ground last time here through the inner loop. Let's see if he makes a move this time as they make their way down the back stretch Now under braking into the inner loop. It's Montoya still all over the back deck leg of, of Jamie McMurray, but can't make a move this time by. Has to fall in line, single file, in second,
0: and A.J. Allmendinger has closed in to make it a three-way race for the race lead. Then you go back to that fourth place battle. It's a good one, and it's among teammates. Greg Biffle has that four spot, and pole sitter Carl Edwards right there trying to regain some lost ground that he lost on that first lap, but he's not close enough to do anything with Greg. Right behind Carl comes Kurt Bush, then Scott Speed, and a good
1: two-car battle Tony Stewart and Marcus Ambrose going after one another. And still a good race up front as Jamie McMurray continues to be hounded by Juan Pablo Montoya, He really close up in the corners, but on the straightaway, at least here on the front side of the track, Jamie pulls away again by about five car lengths. They're headed to turn two. Off uh,
9: over the top of the banking just a bit from McMurray, setting those left side tires up over the rumble strips, brings it immediately right back on course. He and Montoya now beginning to check out a bit over AJ Allmendinger. Allmendinger. Almendinger dropped back about 8 to 10 car lengths
8: off the two-car battle for the lead. McMurray doing a great job in fending off one of the best road racers in the world, Juan Pablo Montoya. Now Montoya steps out of line into the inner loop. New race leader Juan Pablo Montoya able to sneak by Jamie McMurray and take the top spot into turn number five, and he's already broken away by some three car lengths over Jamie McMurray. Now McMurray has A.J.
0: Almendinger to worry about as he closes in in third. About three car lengths back is A.J. Almendinger as they exit off turn number five. Again, the top three. Kind of broken away just a little bit from Greg Biffle, but Greg's not that far behind. Maybe five car lengths. It's Montoya, McMurray, A.J. Allmendinger. Then comes Greg Biffle. A little further back, Marcus Ambrose slips by Tony Stewart to pick up the spot there.
7: Yeah, some of the hardest racing going on from about eighth position on back. Tony Stewart just ahead of uh, Marcus Ambrose. Jimmy Johnson's beginning to move up a little bit also as the field strings out here in the front straightaway. They've put five, make that six laps on the board as they go to turn one. Front three now have bundled up again. A.J. Allmendinger has run down that two-car battle for the
9: lead. The lead now belongs to Juan Pablo Montoya. Jamie McMurray, a car back in second. Another car linked back to A.J. Allmendinger third. Fourth is still Greg Biffle. Carl Edwards, the pole sitter, trying to reel him back in. Carl's car may be gaining a little strength here as the that roll
8: by. That's a battle between Roush Fenway racing teammates for fourth and fifth. Greg Biffle has it. Closing in, though, is Carl Edwards trying to take that spot away as the leaders back through the inner loop, led by Juan Pablo Montoya. Now he's really put a lot of ground on the battle for second. Six car lengths
0: between he and Jamie McMurray. A.J. Allmendinger continues to hound McMurray for that second spot. And he's right there, as close as he's been, to the back of second place. Jamie McMurray, here comes A.J. now, taking a peek to the inside. Don't think he's close enough to put a wheel inside of him as he gets back to that left-hand turn number six. Biffle rides in the four spot, kind of all by himself. A little
1: bit Further back, Marcus Ambrose on the move again. He'll be looking to the inside of Scott Speed in turn seven. Trying to make the pass by Scott Speed. That's a battle for the seventh position. We talked about the varying pit strategies, and one team apparently, Tony Rizzuti, already playing the game. Joe,
5: you know, the first person to hit pit road was Elliott Sadler. They took on Fuel, made a wedge adjustment. Remember, he started back in 38th realized in the first four laps that he didn't have a car that was going to the front. So they're going to roll the dice, try to get track position another way with a pit stop on lap
1: five. Pick up the second place battle again. It's up in the S's.
9: Hot and heavy right now. Jamie McMurray sideways coming off turn number three. AJ Allmendinger peeked to the inside. They did not make
8: contact, but it was close quarters racing. Doing everything he can do to get around that uh, second place running. Jamie McMurray looks to the inside now in the inner loop near contact between those two cars, but they're okay. McMurray hangs onto the spot. Almendinger falls into line in third.
0: Further back, watching Marcus Ambrose pick up another position, moving around Scott Speed a moment ago. Good classic Chevrolet-Ford battle for that second position as Juan Pablo Montoya drives away. McMurray in the Chevrolet. He's got second, and Almendinger in the Ford just trying to take it away. Can't do it. Nose to tail racing. Dinger off the racetrack, digging hard to the inside of McMurray for second.
7: That is a hard race going on right there between Jamie McMurray and A.J. Almendinger. as the leader, meanwhile, Juan Pablo Montoya is now almost a quarter of a straightaway ahead of the second, third, fourth, and fifth place cars as they work their way back down to turn number one. We're looking to see who is making up a little ground. And Tony Stewart right now. Just a good, steady race over in turn two. Here
9: they come out of turn number one, heading up the hill. Montoya now with a big lead as Almendinger and McMurray now have swapped positions. It's the Dinger to second by about five car lengths over McMurray. Greg Biffle's beginning to reel in McMurray now. Jamie, after leading the early left, beginning to backslide.
8: in Greg Biffle's crosshair. Running in third right now and falling into the clutches of Greg Biffle and Carl Edwards. Both closing in to make it a three-way race for that third position. McMurray hangs on to it off of the inner loop and into turn number five. Heading to make that downhill right-hand run is McMurray. Biffle closes in within a car length. Peaks now to the
0: inside, onto the short straightaway with Edwards right there looking on. That's the battle for the third spot as Juan Pablo Montoya pulls away. Almendinger pretty much second by himself, at least at the moment. McMurray. Again, under fire. Greg Biffle under breaking in turn number six. Not close enough. Then comes Carl Edwards, Kurt Busch and Marcus Ambrose. A
1: couple of fast movers early on. Obviously, Juan Pablo Montoya who's out in front and continues to build that lead. Now up to nearly two and a half seconds over A.J. Allmendinger. Also, Marcus Ambrose has gained four spots since the start of the race. And a six spot gain for David Rudiman. He started back in the 30th position. He's now up to the 34th spot.
7: So some guys really getting in the throttle. Picking up all the ground they can. Other teams out there our drivers out there just setting a steady pace right now for the moment we have completed nine laps a quick look at the top five juan pablo montoya aj allmendinger second jamie mcmurray third greg biffle fourth and carl edwards fifth we are back at watkins Glen international watching juan pablo montoya set the pace let's give you a full field rundown with 11 laps complete juan pablo montoya is the leader aj allmendinger second third is jamie mcmurray been a pretty good tussle among those three up there In fourth is Greg Biffle. Carl Edwards is fifth. Kurt Busch is sixth. Marcus Ambrose is seventh. Scott Speed rides eighth. Tony Stewart ninth. Jimmy Johnson tenth.
1: Taking you further down the AutoZone leaderboard here at lap number 11. In 11th is Denny Hamlin. Twelfth is Boris said. Sam Hornish runs 13th. Robbie Gordon 14th. Jeff Gordon 15th. Ryan Newman's in 16th, Kevin Harvick 17th, Jeff Burton is 18th, Patrick Carpentier 19th, and Joey Logano is shown 20th.
7: 21st, Martin Truex Jr., 22nd, Paul Menard, 23rd, Ron Fellows, 24th will be Kyle Busch, and 25th, David Ruderman, 26th, belongs to Max Pappas, Clint Boyer is 27th, Bobby Labonte is 28th, Mark Martin 29th and 30th, that's Matt Kinson.
1: Casey Kanes 31st, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 32nd, David Reagan runs in 33rd, you got Regan Smith 34th, Brad Keselowski 35th, P.J. Jones is 36th, Joe Nemechek 37th, Andy Lally's 38th, David Gilliland 39th, Travis Quappel 40th, 41st is Elliott Sadler, 42nd Kevin Conway, and Michael McDowell 43rd. He is already in the garage only running six laps here this afternoon.
7: Haven't had but just a couple of cars on pit road, but there's a couple in the pits right now. Let's go down there.
5: And one of the drivers was in the top ten, Scott Speed in the Red Bull Toyota, complaining to the crew that something is wrong. He feels like something may have broken in the transmission. They came down pit road, bad vibration. They changed all four tires, hoping that that would be the problem. He has since stalled the car on pit road. They're struggling to get it refired. They're having to push him back in the stall. Scott had high hopes for a victory here today, but this is simply sent- This is going to go. They're going back to the garage, so this has really blown his chances at that very first Sprint Cup
3: victory.
7: And he's a pretty good road racer, but right now, without a car to go out there, he can't prove anything except we got to get this thing fixed and get it back in the race. That's really got to hurt when you know you've got a car
1: that can run with the big dogs, and he was doing that up in the top 10 first part of the race. Unfortunately, they have some serious problems, and again, as Tony reported, they're going behind the wall. We'll follow up there with more on Scott Speed here in a few moments. Juan Pablo Montoya increased Increases his lead. Four and a half seconds is the margin over A.J. Allmendinger. Jamie McMurray. Carl Edwards now taking over fourth. Marcus Ambrose continues to move up. He's in fifth. Rest of the top ten now are Greg Biffle, Kurt Busch, Tony Stewart, Denny Hamlin, and Jimmy Johnson. I think, as usual, the cream is rising to the top, Barney.
7: Yep, the road road course guys are doing very well out there. And Winston Kelly right now, we've completed, well, we'll, in just a minute, 14 laps. So at any point right now, should they have a caution, there'll be a lot of people on pit road, I guess. I don't know about that, Barney. That's
2: kind of one of those strategy situations. I believe we're going to wait, have guys wait and see if they can push it all the way to that 30 lap mark guys that might be marginal on fuel about being able to make it two stops they may come down pit road much like you've already seen elliot sadler do you know I, but i expect to see most of them try to split the race into thirds guys come down around lap 30 and then again around lap 60 and then again and then uh, they wouldn't have to pit again you might see guys somewhere in the 28 29 laps since we had several uh, pace laps but I don't expect to see anybody in until somewhere between lap 28 and 31.
7: Hey, we are talking a minute ago here on our commercial break. Uh, up in turn number seven up there that there may be a new shortcut through that corner.
0: Yeah, there is, Barney. You know, we, we talk about, you'll hear Dave and Kyle and I talk about braking zones as the best place to overtake on this racetrack. But all of a sudden, we might be starting to talk about acceleration zones. Off turn number six, Barney, as you know, they have paved over half of this gravel trap here. And now there is asphalt there. And what some of the drivers, the top drivers like A.J. Allmendinger, Marcus Ambrose, are doing is they're getting up on the rumble strips and instead of going all the way back across the racetrack barney to set up for that right-hander they'll stay on the right-hand side of the racetrack and accelerate up alongside the driver in front of them and it has been working and i will tell you one driver that has been doing it lap after lap is Kyle Bush. Remember, he started at the tail end of the field. He's right now behind David Stremy. And once again, Kyle, maybe not close enough this time, but he will drive to the inside. Kind of a different approach than we've seen here over the years when we've covered turn six and seven
1: at the Glen. Kyle has made quite a charge up to the front of the field. Here he is now grabbing another spot as he pulls to the inside of Patrick Carpentier to move up to the 20th position. He's sliced through the field since starting back at the rear here in 15 laps. Dave Moody? One of the most
9: entertaining drives to watch in this early going, Joe. No question about it. Kyle Busch in vintage Kyle fashion, hanging the rear end of that MM Toyota Camry out, just fishtailing his way up through the essence, pushing the point, taking every small opening he can find, and slowly but surely making his way to the
8: front of the pack. Grabbed three or four spots last time by, settles into line this time. He has quite a gap between himself and Paul Menard and Joey Logano, who lie about 15 car lengths ahead, but continues to close in, exiting the inner loop in turn number five. Nearly chops that margin in half between he and
0: Joey Logano onto the short stretch. Well, once he got by him, he just checked out, and he was right up behind that car that he moved behind off of turn number seven, and now he has left him some 15 car
7: lengths behind. That's how quick Kyle Busch is as he continues to try to charge his way to the front. Let's make a check down on pit road. Just a moment ago, Jimmy Johnson was in the pits.
4: And it was unscheduled pit stop for the four-time champion, Jimmy Johnson. They've gone over all four of the tires that they've just taken off. They've got a puncture right in the middle of the left rear tire. So Jimmy Johnson radioed in, said he had a problem. He knew something was wrong with one of the rear tires. They elected to change all four. Puncture in the left rear for Johnson.
1: Well, a tough uh, situation there for the four-time champion. But again, as we say, if you're going to have a problem like that, it's best to have it early in a race like this. We still have... 74 laps to go, so a long time chance for Jimmy to make up from that problem. A really good race is going on on the course right now for the third and fourth position. Jimmy McMurray has fallen back a good ways from leader Juan Pablo Montoya and second place A.J. Allmendinger. McMurray trying to hold on to third with Marcus Ambrose moving up. He's in fourth. Carl Edwards back in the fifth position and that tandem racing around the course here. They've had a couple of side-by-side maneuvers. Here they come now working up off turn number seven back into the front straightaway, and McMurray will lose the spot there as Marcus Ambrose goes by. Carl Edwards as well makes the move. So Ambrose takes over third. Edwards fourth. McMurray falls to fifth. Marcus Ambrose take
9: no prisoners weekend continuing as he is battling his way very quickly toward the front of the pack. Carl Edwards right now. He's no dummy. He's just going to try and stay on the back bumper of Ambrose.
8: Learn some lessons and
9: let the Aussie make some holes for him to fight their way toward the front of the pack. They're all the way to third and fourth now on the back straightaway.
8: There's no doubt that Marcus Ambrose may be the fastest car on the racetrack right now getting in and out of the inner loop better than anybody out on the course just picked up a spot from Carl Edwards last time by here in turn number five, and is already beginning to draw away by about five car lengths, but has a bit of work to do
0: to catch the front-running Juan Pablo Montoya and A.J. Allmendinger first and second. And he's got about four seconds to make up on A.J. Allmendinger. He's riding in second place literally all by himself as Montoya is gone. Here comes Marcus now back and underbreaking in turn number six.
7: Then comes Carl Edwards
0: and uh, Jamie McMurray followed by Greg Biffle and Kurt Bush.
7: But at the front of the field, Juan Pablo 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 Montoya has really set sail right now. He has an advantage of a full six seconds over A.J. Allmendinger, Marcus Ambrose, Carl Edwards, and Jamie McMurray. Field goes to turn two.
9: Here's one Pablo Montoya. Working up through turn number two, looking to put a lap on the Elliott Sadler machine. Sadler has already been on pit road, playing a little bit of fuel strategy. As he crests the hill to the top of turn number four, A.J. Almendinger only halfway up through the Esses. Marcus Ambrose, the third place man, way down at the bottom of the hill in turn number two. So the front three, pretty widely spaced right now. Then it's Carl Edwards and Jamie
8: McDermott. Also, keeping an eye on Jimmy Johnson, who made that unscheduled pit stop a few laps ago, is on the same straightaway here on the backstretch of race leader, Juan Pablo Montoya, who's exiting
0: turn five now, but Montoya is in sights of Jimmy Johnson just ahead. And Jimmy Johnson knows that. He he just now exits turn number six as Montoya exits turn number five. A couple of the drivers we've been keeping an eye on dropping back. Robbie Gordon, he had been just charging through the field, and over the last couple of laps, he has lost several positions. Don't know if there's a problem there, and on the other side of the coin, Jeff Gordon seems to have found a good racing rhythm. Right now, he is moving back up through the field. The leaders are exiting turn number seven. Good
1: battle shaping up in the top ten for the eighth position. At least that was going on last time they passed here. Tony Stewart moving up into the eighth spot, and Denny Hamlin is, uh, former teammate trying to get by and make the pass there. They settle down a little bit coming to the line. There's maybe three, four car links separating those two. Then you've got Boris said He's back in the 10th spot. Sam Hornish riding in 11th. Having a good day so far. And Jeff Gordon continue to climb his way through the field up now to the 12th position. Uh, I think we talked earlier about the fact they had Scott Pruitt on standby here this weekend to drive for Jeff in case he needed to leave the racetrack because his wife Ingrid expecting their second child any day now. And so they had Scott in uniform this morning, dressed. He practiced the car the other day to make sure he was ready to go in case Jeff had to leave.
7: But for the moment, Jeff's doing pretty good out on the racetrack. There are several guys that normally would be up in that top five. Joey Logano has turned out to be a pretty good road racer himself, but he's all the way back in 20th. And one of the road course ringers that we talk about, Ron Fellows, is posted back there in 21st. Patrick Carpentier, who's a pretty fair road racer himself, he's back in 22nd. Clint Boyer hasn't cracked the top 20 here yet this afternoon. Neither has Matt Kenseth or Dale Earnhardt Jr. So Some of those guys got a long ways to go. And Mark Martin, we're looking, he's all the way back in 31st. But in the case of Boyer and Jr., they started way back at the
1: rear of the field. So they have made up a little bit of ground here in the first 20 laps. But Juan Pablo Montoya is the man with a 6.6-second lead over over A.J. Allmendinger at lap 20. Add another half second to Pablo Montoya's lead here at Watkins Glen. Now 7.6 seconds, the margin over A.J. Allmendinger. Marcus Ambrose is third, Carl Edwards fourth, Jamie McMurray fifth, and Greg Biffle sixth. Pretty clean race so far, Barn.
7: Yep, it really is. I was watching Tony Stewart. He's just doing what he does best at this place, find a pace he can live with, stay within sight of the top four or five cars, and then pick them off one at a time. He's up in eighth place. You watch him come by here and go off into that corner down in turn number one, he takes a line that's a little bit different from just about everybody in the field. Yeah, very
1: smooth, very solid, knowing that uh, there's plenty of time to go in this race and a lot of pit strategy will come into play as we get deeper into the event. Again, this is a 90-lap race. We've completed 23, gives us 67 remaining. So let's take a sweep down pit road and see how things are working out as far as the way these guys have planned this race. Are they disappointed, Winston Kelly, that there's not been a caution already?
2: Well, I think uh, the guys that aren't running very well are because they would love to have that caution to come down pit road and make some adjustments. One of those is Mark Martin. Started 24th. Told us at the start of the broadcast that they had just not been good all weekend long, and it's not gotten much better. He's currently running in 32nd. He started out tight. Then he's gotten loose. He's tight in some corners loose and others brad Kislowski just came down pit road he had been loosened forward in the carousel and then tight in turn six is sam hornis jr who had been running up in the 11th position after starting 12th a good solid run for him he's down pit road i'm gonna have to speculate that that is a scheduled pit stop but it's not going to make him be able to kind of split this thing in two pit stops to so sam hornis jr on pit road carl edwards had fallen back he's a little bit tight Uh, Jeff had mentioned the uh, woes of Robbie Gordon. They think they may have a transmission problem, and he lost third gear, so that's going to hurt him as
4: he works through this road course. Alex? A couple of guys we're keeping a close eye on here in the midsection of the pit lane, Winston, are Jeff Gordon and Marcus Ambrose. Now, Jeff Gordon, his car not really having the balance that he would prefer it to have. As a matter of fact, with the left turns and right turns here at Watkins Glen, he's getting two different handling characteristics with both sides of that race car. When he goes through the left-hand turns, Jeff Gordon's car is very loose. When he goes through the right-hand turns, the car is way too tight. So he and crew chiefs, Steve They're gonna have to make some chassis adjustments, especially with the wedge bolts that they can shift the weight around. And that's what the wedge bolts are for, to kind of shift the weight balance of the race car around to try to give Jeff Gordon the bite he's gonna need. He's still having a fairly decent run. He's up to the number nine position after starting 16th. Another guy who started 11th, I mentioned Marcus Ambrose. Well, he's driven his way up now to the runner up spot. Marcus Ambrose up to second. Here's the issue with Marcus Ambrose car. The sad thing in for the rest of the field is. Is. Marcus is saying the car is extremely tight. It's almost too tight to drive. Keep in mind, he started 11th. Under green, he's driven up to the second spot. That could spell doom. For the rest of the field. Tony Rizzuti. Alex, let's update everybody
5: on the leader. Juan Pablo Montoya didn't say a word over the radio for the first 20 laps. Then on lap 21, came across the radio, said he is tight, getting into turn number one, and just a little tight, getting into the inner loop. Something we'll keep an eye on on him. Expect him somewhere in that window. 26 to 29 laps. We also mentioned Scott Speed going behind the wall. It was definitely a motor issue with that machine. They took out the motor box. They changed the spark plugs. They have since just taken him off the jack stands. Scott Speed getting ready to return into the race.
2: Now back down to Winston Kelly. Kurt Busch in just a couple of laps ago. Lap number 24 came in, took four tires. We talked about Sam Morris Jr. did confirm
7: that that was a scheduled pit stop for Kurt Busch as he changed four tires and returned to the racetrack. Robbie Gordon making an appearance on pit road. Let's follow his stop down there.
2: And we talked about Robbie Gordon perhaps losing third gear in his transmission always good here at Watkins Glen has scored one of his first three NASCAR Sprint Cup Series wins here. The crew going to work on the left side of the car. Remember, they pit in reverse order here, working on the left side of the car. Now they're going to wheel around to the right side of the car, putting in that second can. Of Sunoco Fuel and Robbie Gordon's Toyota Camry, a four-tire stop
1: here on lap number 25. There's Patrick Carpentier coming off the racetrack, lap 25 to make his stop, and the leader is in as well. Juan Pablo Montoya comes in.
5: And Joe, they're going to change left side tires and put in that fuel so they hit the early part of their window, lap 26. Left side, service complete. The guys move around to the right side. Two pumps at the jack. Right side tires going in. Catch can signaling Juan Pablo down and away.
1: Denny Hamlin rolls in for service on his car. Also, Jeff Gordon is coming in. We see Kevin Harvick coming off the racetrack. Jeff Burton rolls in. And Ryan Newman. Let's follow Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin, one of the guys that folks were pointing at earlier in
7: the day,
2: believing that he had one of the cars capable of going to victory lane. He's been running solid but hasn't made too much noise after starting in 14th position, the crew on the right side, left side of the car. Now around to the right side. Here comes Kyle Busch, probably the busiest man on the racetrack. He started at the rear of the field, had worked his way up to 16th before he makes this pit stop. It's going to be a four tire stop here on lap number 26 for Kyle Busch.
4: Alex, and do we expected a big wedge adjustment for Jeff Gordon. That's exactly what he got. It looked like three and a half rounds for Jeff Gordon's new Chevrolet, trying to adjust the weight balance of the car for fresh Goodyears racing gasoline as well. Also a couple of the Richard Childress racing cars, Kevin Harvick, Jeff Burton, they both got routine service as well. Slight air pressure adjustment, we go to Tony Rizzuti. Three drivers in on this end of pit
5: road, including Ryan Newman, Clint Boyer, Dale Earnhardt Jr., all of them taking four tires. And now here's Jamie McMurray. He slides into his box, almost gets sideways, Left side service expecting a four-tire change for McMurray. The fuel man dropped the fuel can there for a second. That's going to hold him up a little bit. Four tires for McMurray. Also in, Greg Biffle. He's in for service down to Winston Kelly. At
2: 27, Mark Martin just completed his service. A.J. Amendinger in pit stall. Number two just in front of him. Wedged in is Carl Edwards, lap number 27. All of these guys getting four tires and fuel. Further back, Tony Stewart. He started eighth. He was running eighth as A.J. Allmendinger goes out before this round of pit stops started. Four tires and
5: fuel for Tony Stewart. More stops in front of Tony Rizzuti. Paul Menard just leaving his pit stall. Four tire change for the Menards. Ford also in. Martin Shrek's Jr. and Bobby Labonte
4: all taking four tires and fuel down to Alex Hayden. Marcus Ambrose just left pit road. He got four fresh tires, said the car was too tight. They made a very slight air pressure adjustment on his race car. We've got David Rudiman just leaving the pit lane. David Reagan, the UPS Ford. Slight cosmetic damage to the left rear corner of that brown UPS Ford. Four fresh tires for David Reagan as well.
1: Caution flag is out. The Service Master clean caution displayed. For the first time this afternoon, we assume for debris on the racetrack. And Joe, over here
8: in the the inner loop, PJ Jones' car came to a stop a couple of moments ago. He was slow off of the S's and down the back straightaway, was able to get out of harm's way, but only about 15 or 20 feet off of the racetrack, off of the inner loop. That car has stalled and has been stationary over the course of the last lap or so.
7: We are showing lap 28 complete, and Winston, I think just about everybody that needed to get on pit road made the stop.
8: Yeah, we've got everybody starting
2: on lap number 22 for Brad Keselowski and then all the way up to lap number 27. uh, Right before that caution flag came out, Casey Kane, while they were still working, Lap 27 came down pit road, got service on his machine. Same thing for Matt Kenseth. So everybody
1: had cycled through on this in a pit road. Perfect timing. Everyone got their uh, service done under the green flag as the caution comes out. Again, the service master clean caution. Let's go back out to Kyle Rickey. It's
8: for PJ Jones' stalled car. He was uh, slow off of the S's. Not sure if he ran out of fuel or something may have expired under the hood, but the car coasted down in front of the leaders a couple of laps ago. On the back straightaway, they had to take evasive action heading into into the inner loop but PJ was able to get the car out of harm's way just about 20 feet to the inside of the inner loop and now he is being assisted off the racetrack by one of the push vehicles at this end of the racetrack no contact just a stalled
1: car for PJ Jones under the Service Master Clean Caution for the first time this afternoon here at Watkins Glen International as P.J. Jones stalled on the course over at the inner loop, and it was just after everybody had made their pit stops under the green flag, they cycled back around to Juan Pablo Montoya as the race leader, Marcus Ambrose second, Carl Edwards third, A.J. Allmendinger fourth, and Kurt Busch fifth. The hell of a good sour cream dips at the Glen underway here at Watkins Glen International this afternoon. We've completed 29 of 90 laps, already four lead changes among three different drivers. Juan Pablo Montoya back at the head of the pack after pit stops that happened under the green flag, and that was followed by a service master, Clean Caution. So he cycles back around as a race leader. He had worked up nearly an eight-second lead over the second-place car. And it's going to be quite interesting, Barney. This time we get ready to go as a double-file restart with Juan Pablo and Marcus Ambrose side-by-side.
7: Side. Yeah, so far, just about everybody's been able to keep the car on the course and uh, have a fairly sanitary race thus far. But I think when they drop the green this time and they go charging off down the hill into turn one and into the S's, May see uh, some guys out there in the dust coming up a little bit. Especially
1: between those two. Carl Edwards, A.J. Yeah. Allmendinger lineup on the second row. Kurt Busch and Jamie McMurray on the third row. rest of the top ten are Greg Biffle, Denny Hamlin, Tony Stewart, and Boris Said. Bobby Labonte with an extended stay on Pit Road.
5: Let's see what happened there, Tony. And Joe, he was having the caution came out because he was losing voltage on that Phoenix Racing Chevrolet. He had shut off everything but the batteries had gone over box number B. Still was a bad problem, so they came in, changed both batteries on that car. You just heard him pull away, so he used that yellow to stay on the lead lap and change those batteries.
1: Very timely for Bobby Labonte. He's shown back in the 37th position. Let's take a look at the leaderboard here as we get set to go back under green. Again, it's Juan Pablo Montoya leading Mark. Marcus Ambrose, Carl Edwards is third, A. J. Almadinger fourth, and Kurt Bush fifth. Jamie McMurray is sixth. Seventh is Greg Biffle, eighth is Denny Hamlin, Tony Stewart ninth, and Boris said tenth.
7: 11th is Sam Hornish Jr., Jeff Gordon is 12th, Jimmy Johnson 13th, Kevin Harvick 14th, 15th position right now belongs to Ryan Newman, 16th is Jeff Burton, 17th is Martin Truex Jr. As they get ready to go back to green, 18th is Andy Lally, and uh, Kyle Busch shows up 19th, and Joey Logano in 20th as they get ready to go green.
1: Here comes the field underneath the Sprint Cup Bridge. Back to the start-finish line, the green about to go in the air, and Juan Pablo Montoya and Marcus Ambrose, two of the best road racers lined up front, for the lead. Let's see how this one shakes out. Green is out. Juan Pablo gets a nice little jump out in front of Marcus Ambrose, and to the inside comes Carl Edwards. He'll battle Ambrose for second in turn
9: one. Carl Edwards has the inside lane. Let's see if he can make it work. Out of turn number one, he puts a nose up, and he is going to take second place away from Marcus Ambrose. Let's see if Ambrose can hang on to third. Kurt Busch try to work his way. Driver's right as they come up through the S's. Ambrose will have none of it. Slams the door on Kurt. Ambrose to third. Kurt Busch to fourth. A.J. Almondair came Murray, Denny Hamlin, and here comes Tony Stewart making a move
8: on Hamlin. they battled from second on back. That had allowed Juan Pablo Montoya to break away by about four car lengths now down the back straight away. He leads through the inner loop. Edwards sets in the line in second with Montoya with, uh, Marcus Ambrose right there in third. Kurt Bush and A.J. Allmendinger. The top five is the
0: front half of the field. Get single file. And they're going to spill out now off of turn number five onto the short shoot in single file formation. We'll see if anybody's close enough to break out of line. And there is one. Here comes Marcus Ambrose. He's got third. Wants second on Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards will shut him down. He'll hold on to the second spot. Then goes Ambrose. Kurt Bush and A.J. Allmendinger your top
7: five. There's about eight or nine cars up in that lead pack as they come out of turn number seven and head down to the start finish line that are close enough to make a position change especially back there in second place where Carl Edwards, Marcus Ambrose, Kurt Busch and A.J. Allmendinger ready to go at it in turn two. Here's Ambrose
9: inside move, drivers right through turn one, out
7: breaks Carl Edwards Ambrose
9: back to the number two spot Kurt Busch will follow his lead he slides through on the inside of turn number two to take third, Edwards drop back to fourth, then A.J. Allmendinger and Jamie McMurray, already Ambrose pulling away and Seth Dale trying to reel in Juan Pablo Montoya
8: And this could be the battle for the lead a lot of folks have been waiting for. Juan Pablo Montoya out front, but now Marcus Ambrose in that second spot. Let's see if he can reel him in. What was five car lengths is down to four. He's definitely gaining ground through turn number
0: five and breaking away from Kurt Busch, Carl Edwards, and A.J. Allmendinger that round out the front five. Well, Ambrose has got some work to do right now because Montoya has got that five car length advantage. Back to Ambrose, back to Kurt Busch. Then comes Carl Edwards and A.J. Allmendinger this time through the That right-hand turn number six. Ambrose not anywhere near close enough to Montoya, who will lead him again off turn number seven.
1: Here comes Juan Pablo Montoya working off turn number seven, starting to stretch out that lead, but not getting away from second place Marcus Ambrose. He's trying to chase him down. The good race a little further back. Carl Edwards sees A.J. Allmendinger on the move. A.J. sneaks a peek to the inside as they go to turn number one. Carl slams the door, but here's A.J. on the move again. Edwards got a little bit wide at the exit of turn
9: number one and the door is wide open now. Here comes Almondinger. Driver's right to the inside for turn two. Move Almondinger to the fourth spot. Edwards slams the door in the face of Jamie McMurray as McMurray tried to fill the hole to the inside of Edwards.
8: McMurray having a look to the inside off of the S's. Down the back straight away on Carl Edwards to try and pick up that spot. Edwards meanwhile out of line trying to move around A.J. Almendinger and retake that position. Everybody will settle back in the line. Well behind Juan Pablo Montoya who may have his hands full
0: with Marcus Ambrose. Last time by it was five car length advantage for Juan Pablo Montoya over Ambrose. Well that's down to about two and a half. It's ten more back to Kurt Busch. Fifteen back to A.J. Allmendinger. Up front. Ambrose is closing down. Off turn number six. Second gear back to turn seven. And and, uh, Marcus Ambrose is there.
7: It is good to see a couple of new names up in the thick of things here at the road course this afternoon. Marcus Ambrose namely being one and A.J. Allmendinger doing another. Both are doing a heck of a job here. And if they come down to you, Dave Moody, something I've just thought about, most of the tracks they have maybe one spotter at this racetrack is the... Uh mass amount of racetrack that they have to run. How do they handle that? With, with more than one or two or what?
9: Absolutely more than one, Barney. Many of these teams have as many as four. One up near you on the front straightaway. One across the racetrack from me here at the top of the loop. One at the end of the back straightaway, And another down where Jeff Striegel operates in turn seven. So it's a spotter-intensive operation when you come to Watkins Glen. And those
8: spotters right now, Joe, may have their hands full here at the front of the field, especially for Juan Pablo Montoya and Marcus Ambrose. Ambrose, stop his nose out in the inner loop, wanted a
0: shot at the race lead, but had to fall back in the line. He is there and challenging off turn five. And if the spotters are here for Juan Pablo Montoya and he doesn't need it, they're saying, guess what? You've got company on the rear deck lid. Marcus Ambrose is there. The leaders are in turn six.
1: Separation, half a car length. Montoya over Ambrose and again, Ambrose shuts it down. They are nose to tail. Marcus Ambrose is the only driver who's been able to stay with Juan Pablo Montoya all afternoon. He is right there waiting for little slip. He may have to wait a while for that to happen because Juan Pablo is a pretty good road racer. He's holding his own right now. Holding off Marcus Ambrose, although Ambrose tries him again as they exit turn
9: one. A battle for the lead that's worth the price of admission all by itself. The former Formula One winner, the former Australian V8 supercar champion. Two world-class road course talents now bumper to bumper as they climb the hill out of turn number four and head to the back straightaway.
8: And very equally matched around this 2.4 four or five mile road course. Here's another challenge. Ambrose steps out of line on the back stretch, but Montoya slams the door upon entry into the inner loop. It's still Montoya by a car length. Let's see if he gives him another shot in turn number five, making that downhill run toward the front, the the, uh, short stretch, it's Montoya
0: over Ambrose still by one car length. And now they're gonna look at that exit coming off of turn number five, who can carry that momentum down the short shoot, and then it's hard on the brakes. It'll be Montoya that will get here first. Uh, Ambrose not close enough to attack this time, still two car lengths there. A little bit further back, Carl Edwards starting to feel some heat from Jamie McMurray as they work back to seven.
7: Carl Edwards doing a pretty good job, though, of staying up there inside the top ten. It's been a frustrating year for Carl as far as going to victory lane and getting him a cup win. He's had a couple over in the nationwide series, but he needs to win a cup race really bad. Good competition at the front of the field, Juan Pablo Montoya and Marcus Ambrose. And I'm like you, Dave Moody, I'd pay to watch just those two. Just about glued together coming out of turn number two, Barney. Now they'll begin the climb up the hill through two,
9: three, and four. It's Juan Pablo Montoya, half a car length up on Marcus Ambrose. Twelve more back to Kurt Busch, another six or seven to A.J. Allmendinger, then five
8: to Carl Edwards. It appears Juan Pablo Montoya so strong on the long straightaways, but Ambrose gains all of his ground out breaking Montoya into the turns. He gains a bunch more down into the inner loop and in turn number five this time by, but still unable to
0: make the pass. The top two nearly glued together off of turn five. This is as close as Ambrose has been, exiting off of turn number five. Right together, they kick up dust. That's driver's side to the right. Now Montoya starting to throw the block, and Ambrose is on the attack. under breaking, down in turn number six. Montoya will shut him down. He'll hold on to the lead, but Ambrose is there once
1: again, still nose to tail. Marcus Knows he has a really fast race car, and it's got to be frustrating to follow Juan Pablo around here lap after lap after lap and be denied every opportunity to make the pass. Here at the start-finish line, the separation may be a car length as Marcus Ambrose just waits for an opportunity to make his move. We're at lap 36 of
7: 90. 38 laps are complete. Juan Pablo Montoya, he's had his hands full all day long, keeping Marcus Ambrose from getting around to take the lead away. They're up in turn number seven and about to spill out onto this long front straightaway. If nothing else, Marcus stays so close on him all the way around, he's going to worry him out of the lead quicker than anything else, I got a feeling.
1: Absolutely. You know, uh, Juan Pablo doesn't have the luxury of just worrying about where he's going. He's got to keep an eye on Marcus Ambrose and see where he's going, and Marcus is looking for any opportunity. They're headed to the S's now. It's like a high-speed game of chicken to find out which man will go to stab
9: that brake pedal last, who can stay on the gas, and late break deepest into the corner without throwing the car away. So far. The advantage is with Montoya, but Marcus Ambrose has really kept the
8: heat on. Ambrose again steps out of line on the back straightaway upon entry into the inner loop, but can't make the pass. Montoya so strong and now he gets up alongside. Does the crossover on the inner loop. The leaders are side by side for a moment, but once they get
0: back into turn number five, a sharp right-hander. Montoya had the inside, has the advantage by a car lane. And once again, they'll pick up the gas as they work off turn number five, back up into fourth gear before they have to downshift all the way to second. Who will? I'll break who. Here comes Ambrose looking into the inside of Montoya once again. But again, Montoya too strong. He'll hold him off. But Ambrose once again on the attack in turn seven.
1: These cars are pretty evenly matched right now. But Montoya being in front can play a little bit of defense and keep Marcus Ambrose behind him. He continues to do that here at the start-finish line. Kurt Busch is about uh, 1.3 seconds behind this battle. Kurt's running in the third spot with A.J. Allmendinger in fourth. And fifth is Carl Edwards. Back to the battle for the lead. And the battle for the lead has just
9: changed hands. Marcus Ambrose finally made one. Pablo Montoya blank. He beat him under braking into turn one. Took the lead on the way to two and has already broken away by two car lengths.
8: It was only a matter of time before Ambrose was able to take the top spot. Nearly did it here a lap ago. Now, once they hit the back straightaway, it's four car lengths between he and Juan Pablo Montoya. And as they battled for the race lead, that allowed Kurt Busch to close in just a bit on the race leaders. He's closing in on a, on Montoya in third. A.J. Allmendinger
0: continues to ride unchallenged in fourth and Carl Edwards fifth. And that Carl Edwards battle back around the fifth spot right now. Carl kind of unchallenged as he exits off turn number five. Then you get back to Jamie McMurray. He rides sixth. Greg Biffle all by himself in seventh. Meanwhile, at the front of the
1: field, it's Marcus Ambrose. Right now, five-car length advantage over Juan Pablo Montoya. And now Marcus Ambrose, the one starting to check out a little bit. He's already got about a three-car length lead over Marcus Ambrose, uh, over Juan Pablo, that is, as they come to the line and complete lap 41. So we're near the halfway point of the Hell of a Good Sour Cream Dips at the Glen. Scott Blake is the Senior Vice President of Operations for Hell of a Good, and uh, good to see you again. Good afternoon, Joe, nice wow. to be here. This is what, third time, fourth time this year?
4: Uh, third or fourth, yes. You show about
1: every other week, it seems I know, like. it's great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Caution flag is out. The service master clean caution is displayed uh, for a problem out on the course. Apparently, Brad Keselowski had a problem. And Joe
8: also involved in that incident in the inner loop a moment ago was Bobby Labonte, Labonte, Keselowski, and one other car came together exiting the inner loop. Labonte's car spun, and he had a tough time getting it restarted. Thus, they had to put the caution flag out as he sat dead stopped in the middle of the inner loop. He has since refired the car and continued on.
1: We are under the service master clean caution for the second time this afternoon. Again, the incident taking place between Bobby Labonte and Brad Keselowski. And here comes Keselowski on the pit road now here at lap number 42. Let's cover his top.
2: Well, they're going to see if he's got any damage to the car. Uh, the crew up on the pit wall is Brad Keselowski just a couple of pit stalls away. Now he brings this bright red Dodge to the attention of the crew. They're going to pump it up on the left side. Don't really see any damage to the car, so it looks like it's going to be a routine stop since he got back at the back of the field, being in sequence with everybody else. Really doesn't matter. Having these four fresh tires will help him a whole lot more here on lap number 42. Brad Keselowski making a four-tire stop here. Uh, they're working on the left side of the car right now a little bit of a problem on one of those left side tires now they're going to come around to the right
1: side and make the complete that four tire stop now, Barney, here's an opportunity, as you were talking at the start of the broadcast today, when teams set up their plans of strategy for a race like this, and suddenly you get a caution here at the halfway point where sometimes teams will say, okay, let's change what we're going to do. That typically will get you into trouble. We're going to see who may step out and change their plans here.
7: Yep, I'm sure there's a lot of teams down there on Pitt Road that would have preferred this caution come out way later in the race or at a different time, and it, it will affect the strategy of just about every team down there. With 42 laps in the record book, it, as we talked a couple of times. It's been worth the price of admission here today to watch Marcus Ambrose and Juan Pablo Montoya battle for the lead out there. Joe, a couple of times down in uh, turns one and two and Dave Moody, the same thing down there, watching them go through that area. It almost looked like they were bump drafting. They were running that close and that tight. Barney, had looked that way
9: because they were a lot of the times, especially through turns one and two. The The car in second place was literally shoving the leader through the corner, trying to create some room on the inside. It's been spectacular entertaining to watch and the best news is it's far from over. Unfortunately, the same may not be able to be said for Scott Speed's afternoon. His day has gone from bad to worse as he came up through the S's last time. Smoke began to billow out from under the engine compartment of that machine. He has definitely dropped at least one, if not more, cylinders. He's limping his way, I assume, back toward pit road in the garage.
0: And Dave, he has just shut it down. He isn't gonna make it all the way to the garage. He is halfway between turn five and six and you talk about that smoke that came out in front of you over in turn number one. I think whatever was left of that Toyota erupted coming off of turn number five. A big plume of smoke, Joe, and he has kind of coasted down now. He got off the racetrack. Nice piece of driving by Scott because more than likely there's an awful lot of fluid leaking out of the bottom of
1: that Toyota Camry. All right, most of the leaders stay on the racetrack, although there are a few takers. Ryan Newman comes off the racetrack here at lap number 42. Martin Truex is in, several others. Let's go first, Alex Hayden.
4: And car's coming in at 35 miles an hour. Jimmy Johnson's set to come in. Here he is. He'll peel off to the right to make his pit stop. Four fresh tires for Jimmy Johnson. They're still trying to play catch-up after having the unscheduled stop a little earlier from cutting down a tire. It will definitely be four tires for Jimmy Johnson. David Gilliland is in as well with the Taco Bell He'll get routine service with David Reagan and Patrick Carpentier to Winston Kelly. And Mark Martin
2: on pit road along with Roddy Gordon. Roddy Gordon... We talked about him losing third gear. We talked to his crew chief a little bit ago. They said it's popping out of fourth gear as well. Mark Martin still tight in the carousel, starting to get loose everywhere else. So they came down pit road, made it a 4 tire stop and returned to the racetrack. They have just not been good all weekend long.
5: Tony? Winston, Joe mentioned that Menard and Truex were on pit road. Also Ryan Newman. Bobby Labonte back in still having battery problems. And, you know, we haven't talked about Dale Earnhardt Jr. much today. He started in the back of the pack told everybody after qualifying he had the worst car he's ever had here. The car got slightly loose over the course of the run, says the car's really good on new tires, so they came down four tires and fuel for Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the National Guard Chevrolet. Just two laps shy of
1: halfway here at Watkins Glen, under the service master clean caution, they're showing Marcus Ambrose leading Juan Pablo Montoya, Kurt
7: Busch, A.J. Allmendinger, and Carl Edwards. Field is up in turn number seven, about to spill into the front straightaway and get going here this afternoon after this caution out a moment ago. It will be Marcus Ambrose, Juan Pablo Montoya, Kurt Busch, A.J. Allmendinger, and Carl Edwards as the top five as the pace car gets in behind the pit wall. Here they come down to the line. No green flag up yet. Now the green flag goes in the air, and we'll go back to full speed racing. Marcus Ambrose is going to try and keep the lead. Juan Pablo Montoya tucks in behind him. A little shuffling going on among the front five as they hit turn one. This
9: time the bump drafting may go any other direction. They're three wide. Almondinger three wide to the outside trying to take the lead. It's not going to work. Montoya gets away. Second spot goes to Kurt Busch. almendinger though is going to go around the outside. Go from the fourth position to third. That'll kick Ambrose back to the number four spot followed by Carl Edwards and Jamie McMurray.
8: Ambrose having a tough time on these restarts here this afternoon, goes from the race lead back to fourth, and now will have to dig himself out of a hole. Slides into the fourth position, now battles side-by-side with A.J. Allmendinger for third through the inner loop, side-by-side through the corner. He'll have to slide back into line in fourth, trying to
0: block Jamie McMurray and moving around him. Meanwhile, trying to gather the third spot away back off turn five. A.J.'s got that third spot, but Ambrose is under attack from fourth on back. Jamie McMurray is right there. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, Juan Pablo Montoya. He's got his hands full with Kurt Busch. Those top two have broken away by ten car lengths. Then it's A.J., Ambrose,
1: McMurray, and Carl Edwards. So the battle up front with Kurt Busch closing in on Juan Pablo Montoya. About a ten car length gap to the third place battle. And they are really stacked up from there on back. A.J. Allmendinger. Marcus Ambrose, Jamie McMurray, Carl Edwards, and Greg Biffle for now, all in single file formation, headed to turn two. That
9: is the log jam from the number three position back. It's Allmendinger by about three to four car lengths now. Over Marcus Ambrose, who rides in fourth. He's getting a little heat. About a half a car length back to Jamie McMurray. And Carl Edwards, Greg Biffle, set Jenny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, and Tony
8: Stewart to turn four. That's the way they run right now among the top ten, and everybody single file will settle down this time through the inner loop. It's Montoya getting away by about five car lengths over Kurt Busch. Five more back to that ongoing battle for third between A.J. Allmendinger and Marcus Ambrose. And Ambrose
0: knows the longer that he to try and get around A.J., the further out front Montoya is going to get. And right now he is falling back behind A.J. by just a car length. Here they come now down the short shoot in between turn five and six. And Marcus Ambrose not able to do anything with A.J. He'll hold on to the third spot a little bit further back. Good battle between Ron Fellows, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. Also Tony Stewart right there as well.
7: Yeah, Tony again, uh, very comfortable in the 11th position. Just right now watching the laps wind down. We've got 44 remaining to be run here. Here, but for Juan Pablo Montoya, he's had the car today. And Dave, all of a sudden, even before that caution came out and the guys got on pit road a little bit earlier, Kurt Busch was just quietly sneaking up inside the top five or six. He's there in second. Really showing off his road course chops this afternoon, running solidly
9: in second. There's been a change in his rearview mirror. Marcus Ambrose outbreaking breaking AJ Allman in the third move to Dinger back
8: to fourth. Made the move around A.J. a moment ago, but has a long ways to go to reel in race leader Juan Pablo Montoya and about five car lengths or so between himself and second place running Kurt Busch through the inner loop back into turn number five. Ambrose falls into third. Then it's Almondinger in fourth. Jamie McMurray and Carl Edwards, they have a
0: good battle, racing for the fourth and fifth positions. Watching that four spot. Here comes McMurray. Now Carl Edwards is right there and a whole bunch of cast of characters behind them. Greg Biffle is right there. So is Boris Said. So is Ron Fellows. Kevin Harvick is right there. Under braking in turn number six. Nobody's stepping on a line. Harvick now rolls up right behind Denny Hamlin. They're headed back
1: to seven. That's a battle for the ninth position. It's a good one. Boris Said leads those two cars as they come back off off turn number four. And then it is Kevin Harvick trying to make the move. Right now, as a matter of fact, he pulls even with Denny Hamlin. Let's see if he can make it through turn number one. He'll dip right down to the bottom of the racetrack there. And he'll complete the pass on the inside.
9: Driver's right of turn number one. So Kevin Harvick will pick up a position. Drop Denny Hamlin now back into the crosshairs of Tony Stewart. We've got one car spinning. Martin Truex in turn one. He does a 360 degree spin. Field scatters. They pass Right and left. Truex gets it rolling with no further contact.
8: And that battle for ninth has settled down a bit. Off of the yeses and onto the back straight away. Kevin Harvick able to pick up that position a moment ago. Here's the battle for second. Kurt Busch had it. Last time by it was six car lengths. This time,
0: back to Marcus Ambrose, just one car length off turn five. And a lot of work to do for Marcus Ambrose, who led the field back to the green flag, then fell back to fourth. He is up to third. He is looking for second. Not close enough this time on Kurt Busch to do anything with him in turn
1: six. Advantage right now for Kurt over Marcus about a car length. Here they come off turn seven, back to start finish. We are past the halfway point, down to 41 laps to go. And Juan Pablo Montoya's lead over Kurt Busch. Let's check it here as they cross the line. Is now marked at just about three and a half seconds. Marcus Ambrose in third, A.J. Allmendinger in fourth. The battle right now is for the third position. And it's going to change hands as the usual spot
9: yields the usual results for Marcus Ambrose. This time, he outbreaks Kurt Busch going into turn number one. Move Ambrose back to the number two position. Now he's got a lot of ground to close before he can
8: catch Montoya. Yeah, they mentioned a moment ago about three seconds between race leader Juan Pablo Montoya and second place running Marcus Ambrose as he lost a lot of ground on the restart. But right now, no cars between he and the race leader. About 20 car lengths off of turn number five but he is indeed beginning to reel him in off the corner.
0: And here comes Mike Montoya now exiting off of turn number five. So smooth as he has been all afternoon, but the guy behind him also very smooth all afternoon, and that is Marcus Ambrose. Kurt Busch hasn't uh, lost a lot of ground to Marcus, riding just two car legs back. Then about another ten car legs
1: back to A.J. Allmendinger. Six more back to Jamie McMurray. Everybody single file this time, working up off turn number seven. One Pablo trying to check out get a little bit of ground out in front as he did earlier today when he was leading by as much as eight full seconds. Right now, time for a mid-race update brought to you by Mechanics Wear Gloves, the number one glove in NASCAR. This past the halfway mark, we've seen six lead changes among three different drivers. Currently, we have 36 cars being shown on the lead lap and out of the race for the cars of Bobby Labonte, Ron Fellows and Scott Speed. Again, Juan Pablo Montoya leads Marcus Ambrose, Kurt Busch, AJ Allmendinger and Jamie McMurray. Juan Pablo Montoya continues leading here at Watkins Glen. He's led 41 of the 52 laps we've run so far here this afternoon. We're down to 37 laps to go. Marcus Ambrose is second. Kurt Busch, A.J. Allmendinger, and Jamie McMurray, the top five. Motor Racing Network, glad to, to have you aboard for our coverage today of the hell of a good sour cream dips at the Glen. Quick reminder, next week we're off to Michigan International Speedway. It's the Carfax Doubleheader Weekend, the Carfax 250 for the Nationwide Series on Saturday, and the Carfax 400 for the Sprint Cup cars a week from today. Our air times on Saturday, 1.30 Eastern, and on Sunday, 12 noon eastern time that same weekend darlington raceway will host the nascar camping world truck series in the too tough to tame 200 that coverage at 7:15 eastern time next saturday night for tickets and travel packages go to motor racing network.com
7: we should have some pit stops coming up here before too much longer for the moment however juan pablo montoya is doing what he's done all day long and he's been so close to winning this year what at india a couple of times or one time up there had bad luck, but uh, the car has been good enough on a, at least a half a dozen occasions to go to victory lane. A couple of times they might have made a mistake in the pitch or whatever, or made a uh, call that didn't work out for them. But the car, he's due to win. I guess is what I'm trying to say. He really is.
1: He's he's run well. It's not a matter of just not running well when he goes to the racetrack. they just had some bad things happen. His best finish is a third at Talladega and a third at Atlanta earlier in the season. Just a matter of time before that team goes to victory lane. Of course, McMurray, his teammate, got off to a great year with his win at Daytona and then followed it up with his win at the Brickyard here a few weeks ago. And these teams pretty well stacked up evenly as far as what they put into the cars. And Juan Pablo Montoya certainly at an area where he does well on a road course and looking really strong here this afternoon. Now we're at lap 54. Everybody came in back around uh, 30, 26 to 30, I guess it was. So what does that mean as far as what we're about to see in strategy, Weston Kelly?
2: Uh, Somewhere between lap uh, 58 to lap 60. Uh, We were talking during that uh, last commercial break or a couple of commercial breaks ago, and Alex was pointing out, looking for guys to come in somewhere around lap 59 and then that'll give them 31 to go. They last came in anywhere between lap 26 and lap 27, 28. So expect them to come in here in the next three to four laps. Alex?
4: Uh, one of the things we're keeping a close eye on too because this very well may be the final pit stop of the race is track position. Juan Pablo Montoya certainly at the front of the field is in clean air and Marcus Ambrose riding in the second spot. Well, we've been keeping a close eye on the lap times. Marcus Ambrose wants to be the leader when they do make that stop in just a few laps. As a matter of fact, for the last five straight laps, Marcus Ambrose's lap times are nearly a half a second faster than Juan Pablo Montoya. They want to be the leader when they come to Pitt Road so they can try to get that money stop get back out and maintain that number one spot.
7: Tony Rizzutti?
5: Yeah, I think lap 60 is the ideal number for Juan Pablo Montoya to come down in. The fact that he's leading, though, allows him to m- really make the decision and try to force everybody else's hands. You know, one of the drivers we talked to in uh, pre-race was Greg Biffle. Won the race last week in Pocono. Fastest in the first practice, fastest in happy hour. He told his crew he's more than happy to sit and watch Ambrose and Montoya battle it out for the win. He's been trying to save as much fuel as he can, and we know that fuel always seems to be an issue when we run in these road course
7: tracks. Marcus Ambrose uh, right now chasing the leader Juan Pablo Montoya down into turn number one. Let's see how much effort he puts into taking the lead away.
9: Well, he's caught him now, Barney. It's down to less than a car length. Juan Pablo Montoya's huge gap is now down to virtually nothing as they work their way right, left, right, up the hill. The lead for Juan Pablo Montoya down to its final car length with Marcus Ambrose on the charge.
8: And it seemed like just a couple of laps ago, we were measuring that interval in seconds. Now it is just one car length between Juan Pablo Montoya and Marcus Ambrose, who is there. Through the left-right, right-left combination of the inner loop, through turn number five, it is Montoya out front, but Ambrose is there attacking off of the corner,
0: looking to the inside for the race lead. Kind of wonder just how much of a fight Juan Pablo Montoya will put up, knowing that there's one more pit stop that the guys on pit road just documented. Here they come, back to turn number six, under braking, Ambrose looking to the inside of Montoya, but again, Montoya
1: will slam the door, he'll Hold the advantage by a car length as they head back to turn seven. Battle for the lead, working off seven, back to the front straightaway again. Marcus Ambrose looking for any opportunity he can get to make a move on Juan Pablo Montoya. couple of cars already on pit road, Winston.
2: One of those was Sam Hornish Jr., good solid run in the top 15 all day, lap 56. And Brad Keselowski, four tires and fuel.
7: Also uh, in the pit a moment ago, a couple of other cars making what could be the final stop of the day. Just a moment ago, we saw Clint Boyer make a stop down there. Now more cars are coming in.
4: Yeah, here comes Kevin Harvick. As a matter of fact, Harvick's going to bring the car at 35 miles an hour all the way down to his pit stall. He makes the right turn into his box. Crew goes to the left side. First first can of Sunoco fuel going in harvick now with no visible chassis adjustments on the shell pins oil chevrolet winston kelly denny hamlin in front of you
2: and lap 57 they've been solid all day long but not nearly as good as we thought they might be talked to denny before the race and said a lot of guys are pointing the fingers thought the 11 car would be good kind of shrugged his shoulders and said top five yeah win might be a bit of a stretch he completes his four tire stop here on lap 57
7: and I got a feeling uh, with the point situation like it is and only four races before the cutoff and to determine which 12 will run for the Sprint Cup Championship, Joe, some of these guys, unless you've got a car that has run sort of like Juan Pablo Montoya and Marcus Ambrose and Kurt Busch and Almondinger and a few guys like that, some of the other guys back in the pack might say, you know, a top five wouldn't be all that bad here. Yeah,
1: so maybe a little bit of a gamble here in this situation. We see that many, many times. Here's Jamie McMurray in. Kurt Busch also rolls in. These stops at lap 58.
5: Tony? Joe McMurray making a left side tire change right now. They were hoping to go one lap longer, but when Clint Boyer came in, he was shaking the car left and right out of gas. Remember, they run the same uh, Chevrolet engine, so very concerned about that. McMurray down and away in front of Winston Kelly. Kurt Busch are going to make a
2: chassis adjustment on his car. He's been a little bit tight, but overall pretty good all day long in the top five. Kyle Busch's brother, a couple of pit stalls back after starting at the rear of the field by having a weight problem that was adjusting inside the car. He's been working hard all day long to get up into the top 15. They complete their four-tire stop here on lap 58.
4: Alex? and Jeff Burton just pulling away from his pit stall as is Joey Logano both getting routine service for what may very well be the final time on the pit lane today here at Watkins Glen slight air pressure adjustment for Jeff Burton and his Caterpillar Chevrolet they head back on the track.
1: Clint Boyer made his stop a few moments ago, uh, had plenty of time to get up to speed but he has slowed on the racetrack, we'll pick up on that in a few moments, right now Juan Pablo Montoya is back on pit road.
5: Leader of the race on pit road, left side tire change. it'll be four tires and fuel for Juan Pablo Montoya. Right on the mark, he had lost forward grip last time out. Little bit tight, they'll make an air pressure adjustment. Juan Pablo down and away. Who's in front of you, Winston Kelly? A.J. Amendinger, in the pole
2: sitter. Carl Edwards, Amendinger in pit stall number two comes to attention of his crew. Carl Edwards in pit stall number one. He's gonna slip in there, it's gonna be four tire stops for both
4: of these cars, now back to Alex. Marcus Ambrose just leaving his pit box. The race off pit road will belong to Juan Pablo Montoya. He will get out in front of my- Marcus Ambrose it was an air pressure adjustment for Ambrose and the little Debbie Toyota Jeff Gordon Jimmy Johnson both the Hendrick cars on the pit lane right now for what could be their final stop of the day also a wedge adjustment those guys headed back on the racetrack
7: we are under the third caution flag of the afternoon the service master clean trucks will be out to get this racetrack back in a good condition the little debris des uh, spotted on the racetrack at lap 61 but just about everybody had made their stop, so it's not going to put anybody in jeopardy here.
1: And a handful of cars are on pit road, Winston. One of them is Mark Martin. They fixed the tight condition that they had in the
2: carousel, but the back tires are falling off early in the run, making them a little bit loose. So they can make a track bar and an air pressure adjustment, change four tires on Mark Martin Chevrolet. Brad Keselowski, who's been off sequence and had some problems all day long. He's going to come down and get four
4: fresh tires, top it off with fuel. Alex? And Patrick Carpentier, David Reagan, they take advantage of this caution flag to come on down. Those two drivers last stopped on lap 43. They may as well come on in right now and get this. Now, what they have going for them in this sequence is the fact that they're going to be able to go further than everybody else just in case we have extra racing at the end of this thing.
1: Signal out for one to go to get back under the green flag with 26 laps remaining. A beautiful day for racing here at Watkins Glen International and a dream of a race. We've already seen 10 lead changes among five different drivers right now Juan Pablo Montoya who's been the man in charge most of the day leading 47 of the 63 laps he's the leader again as we get set to come back to the green flag Marcus Ambrose lines up second it's Mark Martin uh, after making his stop he'll drop down into the field so Kurt Busch moves up to third fourth will be A.J. Allmendinger, fifth Andy Lally David Reagan, Jamie McMurray Patrick Carpentier, Carl Edwards that's the way the top ten looks as we get ready to go back under the green flag. They are showing current 35 cars still on the lead lap out of the race are the cars of Robbie Gordon, Joe Nemechek, Ron Fellows PJ Jones, Michael McDowell and Scott Speed and Barney Clint Boyer. They made repairs. They got his car back out.
7: Yeah, he needs to get all the points he can as the field moves up into turn number seven about to spill out in the front straightaway and go back to racing with some 26 laps remaining to be run. It's been good between Juan Pablo Montoya and Marcus Ambrose all day long, and we'll find out if Kurt Busch can stay with them and A.J. Allmendinger, some of the cars that have also been able to stay up inside that top five. It's going to get really interesting. Here they come to the line. Green flag goes in the air, 26 laps to go. Juan Pablo Montoya's got the inside groove heading off into the corner. Marcus Ambrose in the outside. Let's see if they can stay on the course as they go to turn one.
9: Inside line belongs to Juan Pablo Montoya. He'll use it to his advantage, and the advantage may also go to Kurt Busch. Here's the sli- slide job by Busch trying to get underneath. Ambrose can't get it done. Marcus Ambrose up through the S's will hold on a second. Busch the third on fourth. Carl Edwards and Jamie McMurray as they race to the back straightaway.
8: Top five quickly single out behind Juan Pablo Montoya onto the back straightaway, and now under heavy braking, Into the inner loop. It's Montoya by a car length over Marcus Ambrose. And then the battle for third. Kurt Busch trying to fend off a hard challenge now by A.J. Allmendinger at the exit to the inner loop and into turn number five. Carl Edwards rounds out the front
0: five onto the short shoot. Top two are separated by about six car lengths and you got that good battle for that third position. Kurt Busch, that Miller Lite dodge, he's got it and here comes A.J. Allmendinger in the Ford. Carl Edwards in the Ford. They go third, fourth, and fifth as Juan Pablo Montoya up front begins to stretch the advantage.
7: Coming down to 25 laps to go, Juan Pablo Montoya just had a good car all day long, driven a pretty clean race out there. I don't think he's run off the course at all. Marcus Ambrose able to stay with him, but right now Marcus is losing a little ground to the leader. In fact, he's going to have company back there from third, fourth, and fifth place as they go down to the foot of the hill in turn two.
9: Kurt Busch is only about a car length and a half off the back bumper of Ambrose as they race through turn number two, less than a car length, back to A.J. Allmendinger, the fourth place machine. One car is around. Boris said, spins in turn number two. Everybody squeezing down to the inside. Looks like they're going to make it through. Although some close calls for Boris said as he backed the Red Bull Toyota into the wall after tangling with somebody coming off turn number one. Refires a car, drives away, but the back end of that machine seriously rumpled. It's lucky the front end isn't the same because
1: a lot of guys had to squeeze through some very tight confines to get by. Service master clean caution out once again for a Boris said who Barney was running in the ninth position in a real good car, that uh, Red Bull Toyota this afternoon. He had been up front most of the day, but how bad are the damages there, Dave? Uh, They're bad enough, Joe. He's going to have to limp
9: back to the garage. There's really not a lot left from the rear tires to the back of the car. Dragging sheet metal, crushed panels, rear bumper is all squashed down, almost onto the racetrack right now. That's going to be the end of Boris Sed's top ten hopes this afternoon, I believe. Motor
1: Racing Network with live coverage here at Watkins Glen International. The hell of a good sour cream dips at the Glen with Juan Pablo Montoya leading and 24 laps to go alongside Barney Hall. I'm Joe Moore, Dave Moody, Kyle Ricky, and Jeff Striegel aboard for our coverage today.
4: Also Winston Kelly, Tony Rizzuti, and Alex Hayden. Let's go to Alex now. As a matter of fact, Joey Logano with an unscheduled pit stop still on the pit lane right now. The hood is up on the Orange and White Home Depot Toyota. They've got a broken oil pump down here underneath this car. They look like they're going to be headed back for the Sprint Cup Series Garage. The team is already vacating the pit lane. A couple of uh, crew members right now underneath the the hood the car is still sitting here but the rest of the team headed for the garage area.
7: That's a tough break for him because he had a pretty good run going and was almost assured to at least come up with a top 10. Not going to be the case now for Joey Logano.
1: So again, the service master cleaned caution out after Boris said hit the wall over there while running in the ninth position. Another contender falls by the wayside here this afternoon as we're down to 24 laps to go. Motor Racing Network and Michigan International Speedway would like to congratulate our 2010 Carfax 400 Grand Prize winner, Kimberly Ward from Wapakoneta. Ohio. Kimberly listens to the MRN Radio on WFGF-FM in Lima, Ohio, and she's won two tickets to the Carfax 400 race next weekend. Kimberly will also get to meet the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series drivers before the race and then take part in the celebration in Victory Lane. So again, congratulations to Kimberly Ward, the MRN Radio Michigan International Speedway, Carfax 400 race weekend grand prize winner. We told you Boris said is taking the Red Bull Toyota into the garage. Let's get an update from Brian Nelson there. Well, uh, Boris has yet to climb from behind the wheel, but he's uh, getting a little Red Bull refreshment while the crew is trying to mend a very battered-up Red Bull Toyota. The rear deck lid is uh, pushed up, and uh, they've got the hood up as well. As Dave Moody described, most of the damage to the rear of the car, although when Boris drove the car in here, the left front was down as well. They're going to try to do their best to get him back out there. Boris up and out of the car. We'll get a word with him here in just a moment. All right, so Boris said uh, falls by the wayside, and Greg Biffle has some problems on that restart. He got shoved way off the course up in turn number one. He was running eighth at the time, came back around running 19th, and apparently a bit of damage on that car.
5: Yeah, damage, Joe, to the uh, left side of that car. Main part was the nose of it. Uh, Dave Moody telling us during the break that he had a big divot in there. Well, they showed proper etiquette. They replaced that divot. A lot of black tape on the front. The nose looks good. Splitter's still up, so shouldn't be much of a problem other than the loss of track position for Greg Biffle.
7: We have completed 67 laps. We've got 23 remaining to be run. Let's uh, give you the AutoZone leaderboard and tell you how your favorite driver is with some 23 laps to go. Juan Pablo Montoya is the leader. Marcus Ambrose, second. Kurt Busch, third. A.J. Allmendinger had a great day here. He is fourth, and Carl Edwards has moved up into fifth. Jamie McMurray, sixth. Kevin Harvick, seventh. Tony Stewart, eighth. Jimmy Johnson has worked his way inside the top ten. He's ninth and tenth. Jeff Burton.
1: Kyle Busch has uh, moved up to the 11th position now with Denny Hamlin 12th, Sam Hornish 13th, Jeff Gordon 14th, and Ryan Newman 15th. 16th is Matt Kenseth, 17th Paul Menard, Casey Kane is 18th, Regan Smith 19th, and David Rudiman 20th. 21st
7: Martin Truex Jr., David Reagan's 22nd, Max Pappas 23rd, Earnhardt Jr. is 24th, Patrick Carpentier is 25th, and 26th is Andy Lally. Mark Martin's in 27th, Brad Keselowski's 28th, David Gilliland 29th, Kevin Conway is 30th. 31st is Travis Kvapil.
1: 32nd is Elliot Sadler, 33rd Greg Biffle, and those are the cars on the lead lap. Boris Sad back in the garage, still shown in 34th, Joey Logano 35th, Clint Boyer's 36th, and Bobby Labonte 37th. Also out of the race are the cars of Robbie Gordon, Joe Nemechek, Ron Fellows, PJ Jones, Michael McDowell, and Scott Speed. That is a look. At the AutoZone leaderboard, get in the zone, AutoZone.
7: Juan Pablo Montoya got to be feeling pretty good right now. He's had no problems whatsoever here today. He's kept the car on the course, driven almost a perfect race. Now, I don't think he's got uh, Dave Moody. From our side of the racetrack, we don't see any dents and dings in his car. Not a
9: mark on it from my vantage point either, Barney. He has had a a masterful drive here this afternoon, but I I don't think he figures he's out of the woods quite yet, because if he looks in the rearview mirror, he sees that uh, bright red Little Debbie logo, and he knows that's bad news in the person of Marcus Ambrose. And and let's give a shout out for Kurt Busch as well. Really showing off his road course skills this afternoon. He's been in the top ten all afternoon. Third or fourth for most of the day, as he and A.J. Allmendinger have swapped spots a couple of times. Busch rides third. Allmendinger fourth and
1: Carl Edwards fifth. Jamie McMurray again up there working his way back to the front of the field. He was a contender earlier this afternoon and now he's back up in the hunt here as we're getting ready to go back under the green flag. It'll be 21 laps remaining here this afternoon. Has the uh, pit strategy worked out as most of these guys planned it? Uh, uh, Alex Hayden?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And this caution right here really helps things out for everybody who uh, came down the pit lane right around lap 59 to 60. This will give them plenty of fuel to the advertised distance, if not a little bit for a green-white checker. Now, if they have to go to a second green-white checker, might get a little close on that. But right now, everybody's feeling pretty doggone good about their fuel situation. Should be getting ready to go back to
7: green here very shortly. Let's to check in the garage again and see if they've caught up with boris said apparently not but we'll try to get a word from him in a moment he he has uh, been fairly decent all day. stayed inside the top 20 for the most part of the day but a big surprise is some really good racers that have not been able to get up there and crack the top 10 mark martin is going to be one of those uh, greg biffle of course he had some problems so did clint boyer but some names that normally would be up there scrambling for a win on a road course not doing so well here today, including Robbie Gordon.
1: Yeah, Casey Kane. Uh, Robbie's been in the garage a couple of times. Uh, Casey Kane, of course, a former winner at Infineon Raceway. About the best he's been all day is where he is right now in the uh, 18th position. Haven't heard much from Matt Kenseth today. He's still among the top 20 runners. And uh, guys like uh, Kyle Busch has been working from behind after having to make a pit stop on the pace lap. And Jimmy Johnson probably has made the best return today after cutting down a tire early on. He's worked his way back up in of the top ten. Yeah, there's a four-time champion for you. Jimmy's currently running in the ninth position. And that's
7: what we said a little bit earlier, Joe. There are a lot of guys that uh, probably feel like I don't have the car to win, but I definitely got the car here to finish inside the top ten or fifteen and and stay in the hunt in the points chase. Well, let's check in with Brian Nelson.
1: Boris said up and out of the Red Bull Toyota, it looked like you were getting ready to have a good day. What happened there? I
0: mean, we had a good day the whole day. We were solidly a top ten car and, and that's all you can ask for, especially when you're a part-time guy like me and this team is so good and you know, I've never been in top flight equipment like this and I feel really bad for these Red Bull guys because they put in a lot of effort and they you know, went through a lot of hoops to put me in this car and I really thought I could give them a top five run at the end and I got to ask Tony Stewart what I did wrong there because I, I thought I did everything right and thought I gave him room and, uh, and it seemed like he hooked me in the left rear. So. That's just one of those deals. It's just racing, and you can't cry
7: about it. It's just hard racing, and that's what makes this uh, racing so exciting for the fans. All right, Green flag. Boris said, Colin, it quits for the day today. Back upstairs. Green flag goes back in the air. They race off to turn number one. They'll be chasing Juan Pablo Montoya.
9: Montoya has the lead. He'll keep it off turn number one. The battle will be for second. Here comes Kurt Busch again. Trying to make that hole work to the inside of Marcus Ambrose, but Ambrose too strong up through the S's. He'll regain the number two spot. Busch back to third.
8: Four goes to E.J.
9: Fifth block to Carl Edwards.
8: The best battle is now for second. Kurt Busch all over the rear deck lid of Marcus Ambrose hanging on to that position. Meanwhile, further back, here's Carl Edwards having a look to the inside of A.J. Allmendinger for that fourth spot. That has really stacked
0: everybody up from fourth on back and allowing the top three to break away, led by Juan Pablo Montoya. Marcus Ambrose goes in that number two position. Then comes Kurt Busch, and they are putting themselves uh, a little distance between A.J. Allmendinger, A.J. under attack momentarily by Carl Edwards, but now here comes Jamie McMurray on Carl. They'll go side-by-side into turn number six. Edwards down low. McMurray topside. Give the position to Jamie McMurray.
1: Good battle going on for the fifth position as Jamie McMurray hugs the inside of the racetrack. Coming up off turn number seven, he'll hold off Carl Edwards once again. Now, closing in on that battle, the cars of Kevin Harvick and Tony Stewart. Suddenly a four-way battle as the caution is out once again. Jeff Striegel. Jimmy Johnson is involved
0: off of turn number seven. He back the low Chevrolet into the outside retaining wall. A couple of other cars involved there also, Joe, as they disappeared just outside of my view. One car I can tell you that's involved, the guy you were just talking about making that great recovery
1: here this afternoon is Jimmy Johnson. Another one is Denny Hamlin. Tremendous damage on the FedEx Toyota as he comes to his pit stall. Yeah, he does have
2: damage all the way across the front end of uh, the front snout of that car. He's about uh, six. Eight pit stalls up, a lot of damage on the left front of the car, but all the way across the front of that red, black, and white FedEx Toyota heavy damage is sitting there smoke billowing out the front of the car the crew's actually just walking around and surveying the damage doesn't seem to be in
4: any big hurry so denny hamlin with a lot of damage now let's go up to alex and jimmy johnson is in as a matter of fact it's so bad they've had to turn the engine off to be able to work on the race car so the blue and white and yellow Lowe chevrolet sitting on pit road he's got damage on the right front corner he's got some significant damage also at the left rear corner of this Chevrolet Impala SS, the crew's got the hammers out, and they begin to beat the sheet metal down, trying to get this back to as close to aerodynamic as they possibly can, changing all four tires on the car. They've got a lot of work to do to pull the sheet metal off of the tires, so when they get uh, the car refired and get back out there, it does not cut down a tire.
7: So two drivers that definitely certainly in the hunt for the Sprint Cup championship for the year, having problems here late in the race this afternoon. 70 laps complete, 20 to go. Jimmy Johnson and Denny Hamlin both in the pit area. Let's check in with Winston Kelly. Danny, quite simply, what happened out there?
3: Uh, Guys, I really didn't see who who took out the 48, but I know in front of me the 18 dive bombed uh, the 31, the 77 dive bombed me, and it was just um, nowhere to go. I mean, uh, the 48, when he spun, he just lit him up where nobody could see anything, and uh, I just hit him and had nowhere to go, but... It's just, uh, you know, we were racing for 10th place. We weren't racing for um, we weren't racing for a win, and we just, uh, you know, it's just lack of respect out there for each other, and that's the way these races have gotten towards the end.
2: We talked earlier in the day that uh, a lot of folks were pointing at your car as one of the best, and you thought it was a good top five, top ten car. How was it throughout the day?
3: Well, we had about a 10th place car, and that's where we are at at that place in uh, time. So I just headed for the FedEx team. We put a lot of effort uh you we know, try to get these cars uh, going, and we felt like we had a better car than what we've had here in the past, but uh, you know, today we were just a 10th-place car, and unfortunately, we didn't finish.
2: I asked the thought to Denny Hamlin, but the win- with the wins he has, he's going to be one of the leaders when, when the chase starts here in a few weeks when we go to New Hampshire.
1: We'll go back under the green flag at lap 74. That'll give us 16 to go here at the Glen. Juan Pablo Montoya and Marcus Ambrose on the front row. Juan Pablo chooses the inside lane. We'll put Marcus on the outside. You've got Kurt Busch and A.J. Allmendinger stacked up on row two. Then Jamie McMurray, Carl Carl Edwards, Kevin Harvick, Tony Stewart, Jeff Burton, and Kyle Busch. That's the front ten as we go back under green at Watkins Glen.
7: Pace car behind the pit wall. Here they come down to the line. Double file restart. Going to be awfully crowded going through turn number one. Marcus Ambrose gets alongside and not going to give up an inch of ground as they go to turn one.
9: Ambrose is going to challenge up high. They light up the brakes. Montoya two-footing the brakes to get through turn one. He's going to come away with the lead. Here's Kurt Bush to the bottom. He's going to go after Ambrose. He's going to steal second place away. Ambrose goes to third. Side-by-side side for, for fourth. Allmendinger. Carl Edwards, Jamie McCurry. They all sorted out the single file thing. They make the
8: top of the hill. And they're all stacked up just behind third place running Marcus Ambrose who is beginning to lose touch with the lead duo Juan Pablo Montoya and Kurt Busch beginning to pull away. Now Ma- now uh, Ambrose gains some of that ground back through the inner loop put it within two car lengths of challenging for the second position as
0: Montoya begins to pull away at the front of the field through the inner loop off turn five and onto the short shoot. So once again after the green flag Marcus Ambrose has got work to do. He rides in that third spot but up front Kurt Busch trying to apply some pressure to Juan Pablo Montoya as they worked off turn number five. Bush is there just a half a car length back. It's Montoya, Bush, Ambrose,
1: Almondinger, Carl Edwards at your top five. On this run, Montoya is not pulling away from anybody. Kurt Busch staying with him. Marcus Ambrose not far behind. Riding along in the third spot. You've got uh, the car of A.J. Almendinger there. Those four are starting to break away. Montoya on the brakes in turn number one. Here's Kurt Busch looking for room on the inside.
9: Bush is all over him, but got in a little bit hot. Took it up over the rumble strips midway through one. That allows Montoya to get away by about four to five, Carl and here comes Ambrose, dogging the back bumper now. The Miller Lite Dodge. Kurt Busch trying to play some defense. He's got Ambrose and A.J. Allmendinger in the rear view.
8: Ambrose trying to rebound after another poor restart, Kicked back to third, trying to fend off A.J. Allmendinger, who is there looking to his inside on the inner loop. Meanwhile, Ambrose trying to retake the second spot from Kurt Busch. They are really stacked up from second on back, less than a car length between everybody battling second, third,
0: fourth, and fifth, but unfortunately well behind race leader Juan Pablo Montoya. Marcus Ambrose knows he has got to get going because Montoya is starting to get away. Ambrose riding in that third spot but there is a tough challenger right in front of him and its name is Kurt Busch. He's got
7: position number two.
0: Then comes Ambrose and A.J. Allmendinger is right there. A good three-car battle for second.
7: Tell you what, it's pretty obvious as far as Juan Pablo Montoya's strategy. I'm going to stay at the front of the field. If you catch me, you're going to there's going to be some sheet metal bent to get around him and right now he's ga- gaining on the field. He pulled away, puts a lot of daylight on second back through fifth place in turn two.
9: And here's the challenge for second to the inside. Ambrose shoves Kurt Busch high out of turn number two. Ambrose will slide through on the inside. He'll take the number two position up through the S's now. Turns two, three, four. Ambrose sneaks away by a couple of Carlin. He'll leave Kurt Busch to deal with AJ
8: there. And earlier in this race it took Marcus Ambrose about six laps to close three seconds the interval at the time between he and race leader Juan Pablo Montoya. The interval not quite three seconds this time but Ambrose is in the second spot closing in on Juan Pablo to about eight car lengths separating them this time Ambrose already pulling away from Kurt Busch in third A.J. Allmendinger in fourth and then a
0: good battle between Carl Edwards and Jamie McMurray for fifth and right now Carl has got that fifth spot Jamie McMurray is right there right behind him comes Kevin Harvick Tony Stewart in that picture as well and here comes Jamie McMurray look into the inside of Carl Edwards has to tuck it back in line he went after him for the fifth spot couldn't get it done
1: He's there again again going into turn number 7 McMurray looks for a chance maybe to swing to the outside but instead falls back in line down on the inside of the racetrack here's Juan Pablo Montoya stretching out the lead once again it is 1.7 seconds over Marcus Ambrose Kurt Busch AJ Allmendinger and Carl Edwards the top 5 working their way off turn 1 the deficit cer- certainly a factor for Marcus
9: Ambrose and time beginning to become a factor as well Juan Pablo Montoya with a big lead and Ambrose has not got a lot of time he wants to get up there and challenge for the lead. It's one thing to catch Montoya; another thing
8: entirely to pass him for the win. Still, about ten car lengths between race leader Juan Pablo Montoya and second place running Marcus Ambrose as they make their way down the backstretch and through the inner loop three more car lengths back to Kurt Busch riding in third. A.J. Allmendinger a solid fourth, and then that battle for fifth beginning to string out a
0: bit. Carl Edwards has it and has put two car lengths between he and Jamie McMurray. The target Chevrolet, though, of Juan Pablo Montoya just trying to do all he can to enjoy a comfortable race lead, and he has it at least for the moment. He's in turn six. That's the left-hander. He's back on the gas, headed back to turn number seven. The right-hander that will take Montoya back out onto the front straightaway.
7: Montoya has almost a two-second advantage over Marcus Ambrose as they come out from under the sprint bridge and work their way back down the front straightaway. We've been so focused on what's going on at the front of the field between Juan Pablo and Marcus Ambrose and Kurt Busch and A.J. Allmendinger that we probably neglected to talk about some of the other drivers that are having a good day. Carl Edwards is still very much in this thing maybe not to win, but to come up with the top five. Jamie McMurray has had a good day. So has Kevin Harvick, Tony Stewart, and Kyle Bush and Jeff Burton. They've all done pretty well. Certainly so.
1: Ryan Newman, we've not talked about very much at all today, but he's had some differing pit strategy out there this afternoon and currently he's in the 11th position. We really expected a lot out of Jeff Gordon today and that's kind of disappointing, but still, he's in the 12th position. Sam Hornish having a good day, currently 13th. Rest of the top 20 are Matt Kenseth, Martin Truex, Paul Menard, Regan Smith, Patrick Carpentier, Casey Kane and Max Pappas will be coming up on 11 laps to go when they come back around next time. Juan Pablo Montoya picked up another tenth of a second on Marcus Ambrose between laps 77 and 78. Let's check them this time as they come by because it does not look like Marcus is cutting into Juan Pablo's lead.
7: Well I'll tell you when you get up there if he does if Ambrose gets the car up to the bumper of Juan Pablo Montoya it's going to be like trying to take a pork chop away from A pit bull. That's probably how bad he wants to win out there this afternoon. And as we said, drivers always say, no, this track doesn't owe me one or I'm not due to win one. But uh, the year he's had, I think he deserves to win one. Let's see what he can do in turns two. Montoya with a big lead right now, and you're right, it doesn't look like Ambrose
9: has been able to make any major inroads on that. He has broken away from the 3rd machine of Kurt Busch by about 7-10 to 10 car lengths. Now, it's only another 3 back to A.J. Allmendinger, then a good gap back to Carl Edwards and Jamie McMurray. They were battling for that number uh, 4 and 5 spot, but that battle now
8: is separated by two car lengths. And if anything, this time by, for Juan Pablo Montoya, it looks like he's beginning to open it up a bit as they work their way through the inner loop and into that right-hander of turn number five the long downhill run for Montoya breaking away just a bit from second place Juan Pablo Montoya Kurt Busch A.J. Allmendinger
0: and Carl Edwards all separated evenly onto the short shoot and Marcus Ambrose using every inch of this racetrack trying to cut down that deficit between himself and Juan Pablo Montoya and again as everybody's reported it looks like it's not only is it not shrinking but Montoya may be pulling away he's off turn seven.
7: Rolling out of turn number seven as the laps wind down, will be 10 to go when he crosses the short finish line and takes him back into turn number one traffic behind him right now. Dave Moody's got, kind of have to wait for it. He gets around the corner before anybody else gets there.
9: Yeah, Montoya right now is in the enviable position where in some portions of this race course he can't even see anybody coming. This is one of them as he works up through the S's. Ambrose a good distance behind. Marcus has checked out on Kurt Busch. That battle for second appears to be over. Kurt in turn trying to keep A.J. Olmendinger at arm, arm's length as they return four.
8: And plenty of room right now for Kurt Busch. That's about four car lengths between he and A.J. Allmendinger in a race for that third position. Kurt, like you mentioned, beginning to lose touch with Marcus Ambrose in second who is still not able to gain any ground
0: on race leader Juan Pablo Montoya just so smooth through the inner loop through turn five and onto the short straightaway. Everybody trying to get every list last drop out of these race cars. Ambrose now, you know, as he comes off turn number five, you almost got to say that Kurt Bush is beginning to close the gap between himself and Ambrose. It's about five car lengths, then about another ten back to A.J. A.J.
1: Allmendinger, A.J.'s only got three back to Carl Edwards. Up front, though, that gap has grown from what was 1.5 seconds back at lap 77 to now 2.7 seconds, one Pablo Montoya checking out like he did here earlier this afternoon. Kurt Busch again holds on to the third spot. A.J. Allmendinger in the fourth position fifth is Carl Edwards and for now Dave they're all kind of stretching out they are
9: indeed Joe Juan Pablo Montoya has had this field in a pretty good headlock for most of the afternoon now as we're inside 10 laps to go he's trying to turn that headlock into a chokehold he is pulling away from Marcus Ambrose the lead continues to expand
8: and the laps continue to tick away for Marcus Ambrose if he has anything left he needs to show it now as there's about 20 car lengths between he and race leader Juan Pablo Montoya through the inner loop Kurt Busch Carl Lang's back in the third spot, beginning to close on Marcus Ambrose, but he, too, may
0: be also beginning to run out of time. A.J. Allmendinger a solid fourth. Carl Edwards rounding out the front five. Carl Edwards running in that fifth position. Then you've got to go a little bit further back. you got Jamie McMurray riding in that sixth position. Kevin Harvick goes in the seventh position. Then comes Tony Stewart. None of these drivers close enough to the other in order to put an overtake move on one another. They're single file as they work off turn seven.
7: As they roll out from under the sprint bridge and come back down to the start-finish line, we're looking down toward Juan Pablo uh, Montoya's pit. They look fairly calm down there, guys.
5: Well, they're fairly calm, but Brian Patty's still a little bit nervous. Team's been walking around, guys. Almost like in a praying position on the uh, front pit wall, Barney. Trying to wheel this one home. They've been in this position before and not been able to make it happen. Still a lot of racing left, but things looking good so far for Juan Pablo
7: Montoya. With eight laps to go, Juan Pablo Montoya still the leader. Marcus Ambrose second, Kurt Busch third, A.J. Allmendinger a strong fourth, Carl Edwards fifth, and the rest of the top ten, Jamie McMurray sixth, Kevin Harvick seventh. Eighth would be Tony Stewart. Kyle Bush ninth and tenth is Jeff Burton. As the leader should be over in the interloop. Just through the loop now, this may
8: be the easiest run of the afternoon for Juan Pablo Montoya out front all by himself and pulling away
0: from Marcus Ambrose. Ryan Patty trying to wheel that race car home. Juan Pablo Montoya trying to wheel that car home and he has done everything right all afternoon. The advantage continues to grow. He's already off turn number six. Marcus Ambrose just
1: getting there. Now Kurt Busch, now A.J. Allmendinger. That's your top four. Alex Hayden, what's the mood down in Marcus Ambrose's pit? Just for a miracle
4: here? That's what it's going to take right now. Looking at the lap times, one Pablo Montoya, nearly a half a second a lap faster than Marcus Ambrose. I think Frank Kerr said it all just a moment ago. Marcus, not at all pleased with this set of tires in the balance of the race car.
1: Not working. Came at a bad time to have that situation. The margin is 4.2 seconds as we're down to seven laps to go, Dave. Here they come up through the S's.
9: Marcus Ambrose losing touch with the leader and little by little falling back now into the grasp for the Miller Light blue deuce driven by Kurt Busch. A.J. Allmendinger not that far back either. Ambrose may have to do some paddling to stay second.
8: It's only a lap or so away from having a battle for the second position. What was eight or ten car lengths just a couple of laps ago has turned to just three between Marcus Ambrose in second, Kurt Busch in third, and A.J. Allmendinger not too far back in the fourth position. About five car lengths behind Kurt Busch as that battle for
0: second shaping up off of turn five and onto the short shoot. That car that was so good for so long for Marcus Ambrose appears to have gone away right now riding very comfortably in that second position. But Kurt Busch realizes that he's starting to catch him and he's going after him. The Miller Lite Dodge Kurt Busch. He's third. He's got about 10 car lengths to make up before he'll catch Ambrose.
7: Kurt Busch has done a really good job here all day long. He has a, a chance right now to pick up maybe another spot or two even though we're down to just six laps remaining to be run but for the moment it's still one. Pablo Montoya as he takes him down to the foot of the hill in turn one.
9: And the gap is definitely shrinking between second and third. Marcus Ambrose, who's just been storming off the bottom of turn one all afternoon, now is just kind of laboring through that corner. Willing the car through, wrestling it through, and that has fallen right into the hands of Kurt Busch. The difference between second and third, now only about six car lengths.
8: And here's something that Juan Pablo Montoya does not want to see on the backstretch. A lot of smoke that was just placed around this racetrack by Regan Smith and Robbie Gordon. Two cars limping their way around the race course, and a look like Regan Smith had all just but blown up a moment ago. Montoya through the smoke, through turn number five, and onto the short
0: straight. And that's where those spotters will come in. They'll be talking to Juan Pablo Montoya, Robbie Gordon, all that smoke coming out of the back end of his machine, and now here comes Juan Pablo Montoya, perhaps tiptoeing just a little bit as he makes that left-hander of turn number six perfect through there.
1: He's in turn seven. Montoya working his way off turn seven. We'll be down to five laps to go. Let's pick up the second place battle as Kurt Busch is Closing in on Marcus Ambrose. Here they come now off turn number seven. Maybe four or five car lengths between those two. Kurt Busch closing in just a little bit each and every lap. And also A.J. Allmendinger coming into play as well. May be a three-man dance for second, third,
9: and fourth before this one is over. Last time through the S's a moment ago. Regan Smith running on a flat right rear tire trying to lift that car home. Heavy smoke continues to show from the Robbie Gordon machine, although he remains at speed. Here's Marcus Ambrose. His gap over Kurt Bush. down to five car
8: lengths. All by himself at the front of the field is Juan Pablo Montoya. Ambrose continues to hang on to that second position. Montoya may actually catch the limping Regan Smith car, he is limping around on a flat tire a moment ago. Slow through the inner loop and around turn five. Montoya leads the field off the corner. Ambrose hangs on to second. Kurt Busch continues to
0: close in third. And Montoya now can almost comfortably look in the rearview mirror and just see that little Debbie's Ford just disappearing completely. Make that the Toyota for Marcus Ambrose. A huge lead for Juan Pablo Montoya. Then comes Kurt Busch. He's got that third spot, still doing all he can to run down Ambrose.
7: And they, a lot of folks now there were kind of a afraid we might see a caution just a moment ago, but right now, Robbie Gordon, that smoke coming out of his car, he is back on pit road. Let's go down there.
2: Robbie Gordon's had problems all day long. He lost a transmission. They uh, came down pit road. He's still smoking very severely. It looks like he's going to turn and go behind pit wall. Robbie Gordon with more problems. It was transmission earlier. Not sure exactly what it is this time.
7: But this race will remain under green flag conditions. We gave you the top ten a moment ago. As you wind down with some four laps to go, let's take you a little deeper in the field. In 11th is Jeff Gordon. Ryan Newman's 12th, 13th is Matt Kenseth. Sam Hornish Jr.'s 14th, and Martin Truex Jr. 15th. Almanar is 16th, Casey Kane 17th, Andy Lally is 18th, Mark Martin's fallen back to 19th, and Patrick Carpentier is 20th.
1: Brad Keselowski has battled back from several problems today. He's in 21st, 22nd is Max Pappas, David Rudiman 23rd, Greg Biffle 24th, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. 25th. David Reagan runs 26th, David Gilliland 27th, Elliott Sadler 28th, Jimmy Johnson 29th, and Travis Kvapil 30th.
7: Kevin Conway is still on the racetrack. He's Thirty-first, Clint Boyer's falling back to 32nd. Regan Smith, who had a problem a moment ago, is now 33rd. Joey Logano is posted in 34th. Bobby Labonte, 35th. Robbie Gordon on pit road. He'll finish probably 36th. Denny Hamlin's out of the race. He'll finish 37th. Boris said 38th. Joe Nemechek, 39th. Ron Fellows, 40th. 41st, P.J. Jones, Michael McDowell 42nd, and Scott Speed is 43rd. And that's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone.
1: Kevin Harvick just picked up a spot in the top ten. Got by Jamie McMurray. So Harvick now moves up into the sixth position as Juan Pablo Montoya stretched his lead to nearly five seconds over Marcus Ambrose. We'll be coming up on two laps to go next time by. It's been 113 races since Juan Pablo Montoya got his First and only Sprint Cup win. That was in Finneon Raceway back in June of 2007. As we said, Barney, he's been close many times. That team has run very well this year. And uh, hopefully it'll hold together for a final two laps for him to finally get back to victory lane. He deserves it.
7: Yeah, he just needs a little luck right now. It's out front had a good advantage of 4 and 8 tenths seconds over Marcus Ambrose. And as our pit reporters and the turn announcers said a moment ago, That's going to be the scramble right there as they come back up into turns number seven. Let's pick them up up there.
1: Here they come now off turn number seven. It is Juan Pablo Montoya crossing the start-finish line right now, and that gives us two to go. The battle for second looked to be tightening up for a while, Dave, but that spread out a little bit between uh, Marcus Ambrose and Kurt Busch. They were a lot closer than this about five laps ago, so Kurt may have just kind of burnt what he had out for now.
9: And Marcus Ambrose, a little tighter grip on the steering wheel as well. That may account for some of it. That margin is about five, maybe six car lengths as they run up through the S's. It's another 10 back to A.J. Allman there, 10 more to Carl Edwards. So everybody in the top five fairly secure now as they chase the white
8: flag just a lap away. And right now can barely see the race leader, Juan Pablo Montoya, as the battle for second enters the back straightaway. is already through the inner loop and into that right-hand turn number five. Down the hill, onto the short shoot, all by himself as the battle for second once again tightens up. Kurt Busch all over the back deck lid now
0: of Marcus Ambrose. He'll have one final shot. Here comes Marcus Ambrose off. of turn number five and kurt bush is right there all of this going on just uh, almost a short straightaway behind race leader one pablo montoya he'll be looking for the white flag ambrose under attack here comes kurt bush separated by just a car length
7: montoya is long gone as he comes out from under the sprint bridge and heads down to the start finish line and works his way back down toward turns one and two White flag, he's got one more lap to get around this racetrack. Marcus Ambrose and Kurt Busch, oh, are they having a dogfight. Door-to-door, they head off into turn number one. Somebody's got to give a little bit. Battle for second
9: is going to happen on the final lap. Kurt Busch has got the inside. He slides underneath Ambrose. He will take over the number two position, bumping Marcus Ambrose back to second as the leader Juan Pablo Montoya. It's been a close but no cigar season for him, but he is a half a lap away from being able to light it up and
8: savor it in victory lane. Red and white target Chevrolet makes his way for the final time down the back stretch through the inner loop. A picture perfect afternoon. Hasn't thrown a wheel off all day. Juan Pablo Montoya through turn five for the final time and onto the short straightaway with about five seconds in
0: hand over second place Kurt Busch. Five seconds in hand and only six gear shifts remain. Just three quarters of a mile for Juan Pablo Montoya. It's been a long time for him. It hasn't been that long for team owner Chip Ganassi. He was in victory lane yesterday. Montoya
1: may be taking him back here. He's in turn seven. It's been a great year for Chip Ganassi Racing, winning the Daytona 500, winning at the Brickyard, winning the Indy 500, and today winning with Juan Pablo Montoya at Watkins Glen International. Juan Pablo led 73 of the 90 laps today. He wins the race by well over six seconds. Let's go to his pit.
5: And this team standing up, high fives all around. It got so nerve-wracking at the end. Ryan Patty couldn't even watch. He walked into the garage area and disappeared. But the crew celebrating on Pitt Road. Their teammate from Jamie McMurray's team coming in. Hugs all around. Earnhardt Ganassi racing victorious here in Watkins Glen.
7: Juan Pablo Montoya will go to victory lane. We'll get his thoughts a little bit later. And we'll also talk with some of the other top five finishers when we come back to Watkins Glen. We should see quite a bit of emotion and hear quite a bit of emotion also down in Victory Lane for Juan Pablo Montoya when uh, Victory Lane ceremonies get underway here very shortly. Right now, Juan Pablo is pulled in front of the grandstand here to the accolades of all the fans here in the grandstand, waving uh, their hats and everything else to him as he'll be rolling to Victory Lane. Kurt Busch, Marcus Ambrose, A.J. Allmendinger, and Carl Edwards finished second through fifth.
1: Today's race saw 10 lead changes among five different drivers. The caution flag waved a total of five times here this afternoon, and we had uh, 31 cars on the lead lap at the finish. Let's go to Gatorade Victory Lane. And like yesterday, the Gatorade
2: is flowing more of it on top of Juan Pablo Montoya than any Juan has spent 113 races. You had the class of the field today. Take us through your run today.
6: Uh, it was awesome, you know. It, it, we had a great car. We, we worked really hard all day, and... Uh, you know, when Ambrose passed me, I was okay, you know, I was really saving the brakes. Last few years here, never had a shot of winning because I always was out of brakes, and this time played it really smart, and when it was time to go, we had the car.
2: How about there at the end when you pulled away from him so much? What was the difference on that last run?
6: Just pushing, not, you know, not looking after the brakes of the car at all, just 10 tenths all the time, and, and it showed the potential of this car. It was nice.
2: How about the restarts? You seem to have a lot stronger car at the restarts, and then he'd reel you in except that last run. Was, when he reeled you in, was that you saving the
6: brakes? It Just, you know, driving at 95%, you know, just a little bit here, a little bit there, making sure I had car for the end, and I was surprised, he, you know, I said, I'm going to push really hard, hopefully I can open a gap, if not, I'm dead, but it was good. So you drove 100% there at the end, but 95 the rest of the race? Yeah, we, you know, we just raced really smart all day. We, we definitely needed this, and, and it's awesome. Congratulations, enjoy it. Thank you.
2: Juan Pablo Montoya has been 113 races, but he's in victory lane here for the second time in his NASCAR Sprint
7: Cup Series career. Let's give you the, the rundown of how they did finish here this afternoon. Juan Pablo Montoya gets the victory. He's down in Gatorade victory lane. Kurt Busch finished second. Marcus Ambrose was third. A.J. Allmendinger fourth. Carl Edwards gets fifth. Jamie McMurray sixth. Tony Stewart seventh. Kyle Busch was eighth. Ninth was Jeff Burton. And tenth was Jeff Gordon. Kevin
1: Harvick wound up 11th. Ryan Newman was 12th. Matt Kenza 13th. Sam Hornish 14th. Thank <laughs> and Martin Truex Jr. came in in 15th. 16th went to Paul Menard. 17th was Casey Kane. Andy Lally got 18th with Mark Martin 19th and Brad Keselowski 20th.
7: Patrick Carpentier finished 21st. Max Pappas 22nd. David Rudiman ran 23rd. Greg Biffle 24th and David Reagan 25th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. finished in 26th. David Gilliland was 27th. Jimmy Johnson 28th. Elliott Sadler 29th and Travis Quappel 30th.
1: Kevin Conway comes in 31st. Clint Boyer got 32nd. Joey Logano 33rd. Regan Smith, 34th, and Bobby Labonte, 35th. It's Robbie Gordon, 36th. Denny Hamlin, 37th. Bortus said, 38th. Joe Nemechek, 39th, and Ron Fellows, 40th. P.J. Jones, 41st. Michael McDowell, 42nd. And Scott Speed, 43rd. Juan Pablo Montoya continues to celebrate in victory lane. He's won today here at Watkins Glen International. Voices you heard on our broadcast, Dave Moody, Kyle Rickey, and Jeff Striegel in the turns. On pit road, Winston Kelly, Alex Hayden, and Tony Rizzuti. Now for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate Juan Pablo Montoya. He's a winner today of the hell of a good sour cream dips at the Glen.
0: Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.